0: those of you who got an invite. Welcome to Nerd Prime. No matter where in the world you are, we're all. It's international. With the hyphen. Welcome one and all to the first ever podcast to have a horse. <coughs> We've got yet yeah, another record. Fact. Yeah. We are record breaking. Because the, actually so, so we would be the record holder for first podcast to have a horse and most horses in a podcast mm-hmm. at one. Yeah. If anyone wants to try and beat that. Although we have made a big, really big mistake have we. I think we underestimated how uh <laughs> how hard it is to actually look after a horse when it's, you're living in a flat. It's not like buying a goldfish. No. You don't just win one at a fair. No, it needs a little bit of room. Yeah, we really fucked we really fucked the ball on this one because the the thing is I don't know how to look after a horse. So um yeah, we do genuinely have one in here and it's you know, the front room has now become the horse room. He smashed up the TV. Ryan Reeves seems to be settling in. Yeah, he's a good horse. I'll give him that. But he bit my wife's hair while she was asleep. She's pissed off. Shit all over the floor. Shit all over the floor. Oh, mate. So if there's any horse... I don't even know what you call them. Horseologists? Horse whisperers? If there's any horse whisperers listening, please do call. (laughs) Horseologists? Please do call 1-800- We need help. We need horse (laughs) help. We need horse help, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Coming at you live from the lair of the final boss of a badly written adventure, it's me, Nick lamley lambslice And me, Harrison Hunt, a.k.a. Quizzling. And together we are... The Tabletop Twats! twats. Woo! Why do we always... Oh, We've oh. got to stop cheering ourselves. No, you cheered. <laughs> I didn't cheer. Fucking narcissists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um we've got a bloody show coming up for you today because as you will know if you're a regular listener, but just for those that aren't, this is an RPG show all about tabletop RPGs. Yes it is mate. Good, ahead. I'm oh, glad you confirmed that because I didn't know. Podbot, is that right? Beep, boop, 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 boop. Correct. There we go. We're on. Thank God for him. Yeah. (laughs) This whole thing would fall apart if it wasn't for PodBot. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I wouldn't even know what this show even was. Or why I'm here. But this this show is jam-packed full of features. So jam-packed, in fact, that it's fit to burst. We've got What You've Been Slaying, where we discuss what we've been playing. We've got the main subject, which this week is going to be the Battle of the Bubblegums. Ooh. I know, but we're gonna keep we're gonna keep that under the hat for the minute, mm-hmm. um, and we'll tell you about that later. Um, then we've got the Chamber of Challenges, followed by the Summoning Circle, where we summon dead celebrities to talk about RPGs. As always, we've got the Electro Letters, where we read your mail, and then we've got our award-winning outro. <laughs> yep. So it's gonna be it's gonna be such a show. I can't even begin to fathom it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an absolute show. Rip roaring show show. Yes. <laughs> we, <hope. laughs> we, we can't we can't say we can't promise that, but we'll try. There will be some kind of thing. Well, yeah, it's gonna be some kind of thing it's going to be something and we'll try our best. We're in the swirtering heat. the hot hot red hill heat. Red Hill Africa, that is. <laughs> with it. So let's get the fuck on with it. Let's do this. Yeah. Oi! Yeah? What you slaying? Yeah, so um, this is What You've Been Slaying, where we talk about what we've been playing. It is a clever pun. Isn't it? Yes. Thanks, man. Indeed it is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cutting-edge punnery, if ever I've seen it. Oh my god, thank you. Um, So, uh, basically, this week we've been playing Vampire the Masquerade. Ooh, yeah. Um, and we've been having a good time with that. It's brilliant, yeah. These guys are trying to investigate this old group of, um, you know, ancient people that, that are going around killing vampires. Mm-hmm. And they appear to have this, like, great technology and stuff like this. Anyway, they found a, um expended bullet shell from one of their guns and traced the metal back to a mine um, that was on an island outside of the city that they're currently in. Mm-hmm. And whilst there, on the way up, they passed... A group of Chandrine in, je- in a jeep that saw them yeah. on the way up, and uh, well, whilst they were in the mine, they were they were basically investigating and they were trying to steal some of the miners' work yeah, it was passes. a big st- it was a big stealth operation. We was hoping to get it get a pass off the mi- uh, one of the miners that was having a, a fag break, and then we was going to try and infiltrate the mine and pick up some you know any kind of evidence or information. And well, yeah, that's what we wanted to do. Uh, didn't quite go that way. <laughs> no, because basically what happened was Stanley, who's a Malkavian, and yep. he can turn invisible, mm-hmm. but it's only until he interacts with an object. And then completely comes yeah. back so Yeah, so what happened was is he went up to a guy, tried to steal his work pass to try and get into the mine. Mm-hmm. Um, instantly, the guy saw him, and then Stanley was trying to run away, and everyone saw saw him trying to leg it. Um, basically, didn't I just went invisible, didn't I? And everyone was like, what the hell? Yeah, everyone saw you go invisible. And then at that point, uh, Veronica, one of the other people, tried to step in and, and like join in, sort yeah. of like seeing an opportunity. And to be fair, this wasn't a bad idea. She sort of saw the opportunity when, um, while everyone was confused. They were like, what the hell? Did you see that guy just disappeared right now? And she just stepped in and went, yeah, wasn't that weird? And just pretended to yeah, be one of them. Then They were like, hey, who are you? Yeah, because there was no women working <laughs> there, basically. Right. I mean, well, I know that sounds sexist, but this was is set during the 90s. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they were just like, "Who the hell are you?" And then she was rolling badly on all of her fucking yeah, rolls. Oh time. my god! And um, yeah, so she was rolling badly on everything. They didn't believe her. A fucking fight broke out. Everyone starts fighting the miners, the people that they weren't <laughs> even there to investigate in the first place. <laughs> a lynch mob happens. Yeah, they get w- run over. <laughs> Yeah, they were just there to investigate a fucking uh, a purchase order from the Chandrian buying metal from this mine, and they ended up fighting <laughs> all the miners. Yeah, started killing everyone. Um, yeah, and then after um, you know, this big fight happens, they've all revealed themselves to be vampires because they're using their their vampire disciplines left, right, and centre. Yeah, you know? then we then we clock uh, the boss up in his like um, digs, if you like, spying at us for a scoped rifle at the top top of the uh, top of the building. Yeah, so to go and, t- and confront him. Him. Yeah, and he had all his, like, mining equipment on. All, so he had all, all, all <laughs> Yeah, he had, a, like, all this, like, heavy-duty shit on. Yeah. Because he'd just seen what they were capable of. And, obviously, he was up in his um up in his bunk, sort of, like, putting all his stuff sort on. So, yeah. He, he had the welding mask. He had, like, the heavy-duty, um like, mining. Burn-proof jacket on. He yeah, had yeah. Huge yeah. boots. Like, he had a... What did he have? A rifle and a... Welding torch. Welding torch. When of, of course, vampires do not like fire. No. so this went badly because we had the two guys with celerity which is basically fast um, Vampire Speed mm-hmm. um, went up to go and confront him up there while the two guys with guns stayed down at the bottom taking, and, their aim, yeah. Yeah, taking their aim and trying to shoot him through the window Yep. and uh, yeah it was a pretty cool fight and then after that like basically what happened was is that the Chandrian who'd passed the guys earlier had obviously tipped somebody off so not only did this one fight happen I thought it made perfect sense because they'd gone back the Chandrian had gone back Tipped off the guys, and then they sent. They didn't just come back to confront you. They'd sent the heavies. To they come sent the big guns you. in, didn't they? But you heard the jeep coming from a mile off. because So yeah. I got you all to roll your notices or, or your perceptions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you guys heard the the jeep coming from a mile off, and you were like, "Fuck, we recognise that sound as an all-terrain vehicle." Yeah. Um, so we better just hide. And well, if we it, remembered we'd seen a jeep earlier, and we thought, "Well, it's got to be them. It's got to be the chandrian Or let's not risk it. Because yeah, uh, these guys are lethal. Exactly. At the very least, let's get into the woods because mm-hmm. you knew these guys had had expert equipment. You knew these guys could were capable of killing vampires in a heartbeat. So mm-hmm. let's get into the fucking woods. And everyone, everyone, sort of like um, hid around in and around. The one market. of our guys disappeared into dirt because it's one of his disciplines where he can literally just go yeah. into the ground. He's got earth meld. Earth meld. Yep. I went invisible. Like yeah, you went invisible, hanging out in the woods, yeah. nothing creepy. And then the other guys um, basically just just hid where they could. <laughs> yeah. But as they were hiding, they noticed that the Chandrian basically um, what the Chandrian like to do is erase any um, a- any sort of trace, any trace of what they've been up to, either they've been up to or vampires have been been up to. Yeah. So they basically um, just started planting C four everywhere. Thinking, yeah. that, thinking that oh okay well this vampire fight's happened you know uh, we've made purchase orders here so we have to erase all trace of our, our existence ever being here so they would just you know whistle while you work they were yeah. just like dum, dum, if dum, the vamps dum, are down the mine all the better yep so they just started Planting planting C four O all over the fucking like place. It was nothing like they're like, throwing out taffy. Exactly, throwing out yesterday's taffy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was really funny because um, that meant that the guys really had to, had only a couple of options. It was like, okay, well, do we sneak out now and potentially get noticed by them, mm-hmm. or do we bide our time and hopefully they don't blow us up? <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was really really tense. It was tense man, yeah. So they had to try. Um, so what they did in the end was waited for them to finish what they were doing and bugger off. And they set the C4 on timer and then started driving off. Mm-hmm. But at this exact moment, um James, da- out of nowhere. Uh, Derek, wasn't it? <laughs> Derek's da- his character. Yeah, yeah, Derek's his character name. Um he basically just darted forward um as just as they started driving off, dunked a grenade into homemade their, grenade he had made earlier, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Into their into their Jeep and then tried to run away. But what he forgot is that one way that the Chandrian liked to erase any trace of their existence mm-hmm. is that they're all fitted with explosives that go off once they're um, once they die. When oh, the heart stops, when it? the they heart just stops, explodes. Yeah. So um, basically, he the grenade blew up one of them. That blew up the next guy. That blew up the next Self-change guy. The jeep actually. blew up. Yeah. Then that blew up the C four. That blew up all the other C four. Mine blew up. The mine blew up. <laughs> so basically, it set off this huge chain reaction. Everyone had to roll um, athletics plus dexterity yeah. to get away. Mm-hmm. Um, the the two that had celerity, the vampire speed. Had an easier time of it, but they still had to roll for it anyway. Yep. But everyone had to roll to get away, and everyone was just fucked and we buggered. Beating it was nuts. Yeah, there yeah. was. If if explosion, it wasn't explosion, aggravated damage, you're in big trouble. Yes, if it wasn't the explosion, it was fucking b- giant bits of fucking porter oh, cabin shrapnel coming yeah. flying at us. Yeah, and then we had, we were. Um, so we we was pretty pleased obviously that we'd taken out these I mean and these were like this was like an elite crack kind of force wasn't it that come in this special unit or whatever and we took all four out in one go so we was really pleased Mm -hmm. but then we realised we were battered Quite far from home, with no transport, and the sun was soon to come up, and we was like, "Well, man, what we're gonna do now?" So we just had to dig a hole, and go in the ground. Yeah, yeah, it's not the most comfortable. <laughs> pretty but rough. If if you it, that's what you gotta do sometimes. If yep. you're a vampire, you gotta sleep in the dirt. Sleep in the dirt, baby. Um, but all all uh, all turned out pretty well. We yeah. got off the island, got back to the town. We popped into our club that we uh, recently acquired to see how our new charge hand was getting on, and he was he had turned the place into an absolute hit. Yeah, so. They, they acquired a club recently in the game and uh, hired a new manager because one of the characters is quite rich and he employed a new manager and they'd seen that that um, it, after all of this shit and after being battered and their mind mission going pretty badly they've seen that their club is now a new haven for vampires mm-hmm. everywhere and people are having a nice time where previously that club was a dive for depressed people. That's right, yeah. And so, um, there was some silver lining after all but uh, uh, overall I think that was a really, really Atmospheric uh, fun session. mission, yeah. yeah. And despite the fact it actually didn't work out, you didn't get any information and ended nope. up just trying to really, S- nearly just stay alive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, just with not that. die. Yeah. yeah, but no, it was it was a t- yeah it was a tent session, but it was brilliant. No one died, and yeah. we got back. So there you go. And we took out some serious chandry on the way. Yeah, Decent. so well done, mate. Yes, um, thanks very much, mate. It was great. Vampire. It's a bloody RPG, it involves being pretty angsty. When I step on the scene, I cause a real ha. Cause I'm bruha and I got the muscles like ooh la la. But I don't need obfuscate cause I disappear into the earth again. Earth melt motherfucker, jump out and stab a motherfucker with a pen. Jump out, roll stealth and ruin it by yelling I'm Reggie. Got a taste for that blood, that's why I gave up being veggie. Yeah! Vampire. Yeah, boy. The next thing I wanted to mention very quickly, and I'll try to keep this brief, mm-hmm. was uh, I played a bit of Deadlands. Oh, yes. Was this uh, episode three? Episode two, actually. Two. It's only my second Deadlands mm-hmm. session so far, but this is a um, basically a self-authored um, campaign um, that I'm doing, and basically um, the, uh, the, the party is a group of... Um, I, I would say mercenaries that are uh, that are dedicated to the um, destruction of the worst inventions to come out of the advent of Ghost Rock. Okay. So Ghost Rock is basically this um, substance in Deadlands that is basically it makes weird inventions happen. But, yeah. The whole um, explanation in the book is it's an RPG. Um, don't think too much about how it works. Shh, don't worry about it. Yeah. It make big invention happen. Shut up. Shut up. Ghost Rock. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so um, basically, yeah, um, in, in this particular adventure... Mm-hmm. What happened was, is this uh, this little um, Scottish guy uh, had basically started a mining company in uh, in America, and what he had done was created using ghost rock a uh, an invention called the earthquake mining machine, which is a name that I stole from Call of Cthulhu, but I don't think it works the same as how it worked in this. And all it was was an incredibly powerful drill yep. that was badly made by an idiot, and when he turned it on, it would it would just mine in all directions. So, <laughs> but it wasn't. It it wasn't like a good machine but it would create a mine and if he just turned it on and just fucked off for a week he'd get a mine somewhere yeah he would would come back and sure enough the mountain would be mined into and he could probably get something out of Mm -hmm. it it wasn't accurate but he would get some ore from it and it's given purpose yeah and and basically what he did is he turned it on fucked off down the pub for a week and when he came back um, he'd awoken something in the darkness (laughs) and uh, yeah so the two of the um, NPCs had captured him, put him in the cupboard, and uh, and then all the PCs could interview this guy and and have words with him and just say, you know, what the fuck were you thinking? What Three should we weeks down the pub? Yeah, and yeah. what what can you expect? What can we expect when we get down there? They could interview him, this, that, and the other. Yeah. So that was um, that was pretty good, and then they got to go down there, and when they went down, there, it was just basically um, a bunch of sort of hideous. Um, hideous creatures, like, disgusting creatures. I went for that sort of, like, that sort of horror. Grotesque. Yeah, and sort of, like, I wanted to have a lot of gameplay-affecting things, so you had swarms, and every time the swarms died, they left behind this sort of, like, grey goo, Mm. and whenever the players stepped in it, they would get levels of fatigue. Ooh, nice. So they had to try and, like, like bait out the enemies and be careful where they killed them so Mm -hmm. they wouldn't block off paths and things like this. Yeah, yeah, okay, nice. And then, um, later on, they had ones that would spit the grey goo and things like this, and they had paths in the mine that were difficult to um, traverse because Mm -hmm. they weren't um, it wasn't mined in any expert fashion (laughs) and things like this Um, so basically at the end the final boss was these uh, the final boss was this massive um Like brood mother type thing that assimilated with the earthquake mining machine to make this hideous beast who kept on like jittering about and accidentally switching it on. So not only would it be this big hideous spider monster with loads of eyes and tentacles and this big, it would also have a big drill on the front as well. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. and and it would just go mental and start smashing the place up. So they were sort of having to fight it, but. Periodically tried to switch the switch off when it started vibrating as well. Yeah. So it was like um I wanted to just have like not like a I guess I guess it was kind of a dungeon crawl. Yeah. But I would yeah. like have a horror based dungeon crawl with sort of puzzly elements to it to the fact. And it. a crazy monster, but, not your run of the mill. Yeah. The so end. that was sort of what I was going for, like and it. yeah, I Did had you a really. to leave it on a huge cliffhanger again well it was sort of a self contained adventure and then, right. and then each one's going to be like a new invention like, mm-hmm. it's sort of like a monster of the week type yep. film yep. and I'm going to go for different elements of horror investigation that kind of thing and they really really enjoyed it awesome yeah so um, Deadlands is fucking fun man and mm-hmm. I really 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 like the setting it's such a flexible setting um, I've heard a lot of people say that and the first one I did was, like, you know, a big battle against some bandits with, like, yeah. 200 versus 200 people. Uh, yeah, big town town protection and type thing, wasn't it? Yeah, now I'm doing this um, whole fucking... Monster uh, mind. Monster thing, and mm-hmm. the next one uh, episode I'm doing is all about a train baron, and Ooh. I won't spoil that, but, yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out nice, of it. mate. So people it's, check it's, out Deadlands. It's diverse, then. Yeah, extremely. Mm-hmm. You, you can do horror, you can do action, you can do investigation. Whatever you like. Exactly. It caters for it. Do right? what you fucking want, all right? Don't, 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 don't listen to us do don't, what you like yeah don't even listen to us well do listen to us because that is sort of how this podcast thrives oh yeah No, do, do listen to, to us do listen to us and do what you want at the same time it's a good message yeah <laughs> but that's what we've been that's what we've been playing this week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But now um, we we kept that brief because we've got a big main subject for you this week. So oh, yeah. we are gonna get right on with it, ladies and gents. Let's get right up in here. Let's get right up in there. <laughs> main subject. Main subject. main subject. So. Today, I think this could be another award winner. Which one? This whole thing could be. This whole segment could be another award winner. You reckon? The most tenuous link ever. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Twenty seventeen. So we we've come up with. Uh, we're doing a battle today, yeah. ladies and gents. And Nick is right. Most tenuous link ever because we we we're, we're battling two very similar games today. <laughs> yeah. We are doing Bubblegum Crisis Against versus Bubblegum Shoe and the way the only way in which these are linked is they both have bubblegum in the name. <laughs> That's it. So that is, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing battle of the bubblegums today. Yeah. And it's going to be a corker. Um, but yeah, so it's it is the anime mecha game set in a cyberpunk world versus the teen detective storytelling game. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start with Bubblegum Crisis. Kick it right off. On the hit anime video series, Bubblegum Crisis Roleplaying Game, is packed with art and information never before published in English. It's everything you need to play in the world of 2033. Join the Night Sabers and the AD Police in their quest to protect Mega Tokyo from Genom and their fearsome Boomers. Or you can create your own adventures with the new fusion system. I just want to know what Genom and Boomers is already. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's really weird. You'd think it was pronounced Genom when you see it written down, but Genom. But it's Genom. so that's a quote directly from the back of the book Mm -hmm. Um, now I realise for all the anime haters out there there's probably a lot of people that have just switched right the fuck off (laughs) but this is actually a really really awesome cyberpunk setting and it shares a lot of similarities with um, really popular retro futuristic shit like Blade Runner Robocop and Ghost in the Shell, Mm -hmm. which I'm aware is another anime. But actually, at the back of the book, um, I I doubt you'll be able to find it very quickly, but there's a bit right at the back of the book where it lists stuff that's quite similar. Oh, And um, it it actually lists Robocop, Terminator, um, Ghost in the Shell, I think some other stuff that I haven't heard of. Oh, Blade Runner is another Mm -hmm. one, as I said. So, yeah, I mean, it it is an uh, anime-styled game, But it actually um, has a lot in common with a a, a lot of Western stuff that people really love. Mm -hmm. So, hear me out, listeners, because you will like this. Believe me. Um, Yeah, so the book starts with um, basically 16 amazing comic book-like glossy colour pages. Oh, yeah. All 16. All 16 of them, baby. Um, With amazing artwork describing the world. And basically, it goes like this. So Tokyo was all goofed up by a massive, massive earthquake in 2025 and a gigantic corporation called Genom saw an opportunity to buy up some cheap real estate and in the wake of the tragedy made these machines called Boomers. And they're basically like extremely dexterous, uh, strong and capable Terminator-like robots that were supposed to be used to help space exploration and war Uh, but eventually, of course, domestic models were made too. And now you can have uh, machine gun boomers, space boomers, and even boomers that make you coffee and tea. Oh, very nice! <laughs> so, if you look at the cover here, just see that big robot dude, Skeletor that got light guy. Yeah, yeah. You can have one of those in your house that makes coffee. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like coffee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sold. <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, as as all these like stories often go, right? I mean, you've seen fucking like iRobot or any of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Eventually, you know, they started going bad. They're not having it anymore. And they started going rogue and all of this. Yeah. So, uh, uh, with, their assa- in, uh, with their insane strength and coffee-making abilities, <laughs> they started causing great tragedy. And so, uh, the AD police were formed. And they're basically an anti-rogue boomer task force. Nice. Um pretty at- scary, these boomers, fair. Yeah, they, they literally look like Terminators, they look creepy don't looking, they. Yeah. they? They imagine the Terminators, you know... Um, yeah, you, you know Terminators when they... Uh, the old original model, the skeletory type one. Yeah, except they look more muscly. Yeah, more built up, bigger, and actually more scary. And in this got like th- reptile faces, almost. Yeah, and in this, they're, they're, they're often like nine feet tall, and they come in all <laughs> oh different God. varieties as well. But um, th- similarly to Blade Runner... Laser Sorry. Yeah, um, it's similar to Blade Runner, they're off. They often look like um humans as well. Humans. Yeah, so you you can't tell. And there's there's often points in in the um in the anime where where one of them will punch somebody in the face, and then it'll be like ding. And you'd be like, shit, you're a boomer. Boomer in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> nice. um, as a result of all these rogue boomers, the AD police were formed. And they were basically an anti-rogue boomer task force. And as it mentioned on the back of the book, you um, in this role-playing game, you typically play as um, the Night Sabres. Not the AD police. Right, well, okay. Um, and who are the night sabers well basically um, Genom weren't the original creators of the boomers they actually nicked the idea from the original creator a bloke called Dr. Katsuhito after murdering him so his daughter Silia created yet another um, anti-boomer task force called the night sabers but they're basically like vigilantes for hire as well so they will just take any job renegades yeah if yeah. If, if, if the money's right Yeah. Um, but they are you know they do do work for good mainly Um so they they also dedicated to sort of taking down Genon because they're bad people that do bad shit basically mm-hmm. and killed Silia's dad. Um, so the Knightabers are much fewer in number than the ad police and obviously operate um, you know not not within the law. Um, but they have uh, they're armed with amazing technology, weapons and research thanks to Silia's father. So we'll get into the tech later, but it's one of, it's literally one of the best bits about the game. So basically, yeah, you play as these like um, really really cool vigilantes that are armed to the teeth with amazing technology, and like we will get into that. And um, basically, after this, um, after this like summary of the world and all of that, the um, book gives you a summary of all the episodes of the uh, main anime, mm-hmm. and basically. If, you're, if you don't want your players to, to sort of watch all of it and before you play the game, you could just say, well, just read these couple of pages. Nice. So it's kind of nice to, to include that. Mm-hmm. I feel like they yeah. didn't have to do that. So yeah. it's, it's pretty fucking cool. Basically, you play as, as I said, a vigilante is equipped with, like, this bleeding-edge technology in a dystopian, futuristic Tokyo in a world that's already lost to a mega corporation that continues to create illegal technology while its people, grown cold and apathetic, idly sit by and watch the neon city go down the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> so it has to be said, 10 out of 10 for creativity. Mm. What do you think? Sound like the sort of thing you would like to play. Oh yes, absolutely. Sounds awesome. Really like the sound of this. Yeah, so um basically as I said um I said earlier, and it says on the back of the book, this um uses the fusion system. Ooh. So a lot of people might not know about what this. What the hell's the fusion system? The fusion system, Nick, is it's basically cyberpunk technology. It's mm. like an RPG, but you need to inject it directly into the veins. Oh wow. Yeah. You- <laughs> Tiny robots are injected into the eyes. N-no. Nano, nano RPG, <laughs> and you play within within your eyes. Exactly. Um, no, it's not. It doesn't work quite like that. Oh. It's, uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, uh, the fusion system was made most famous by everyone knows it. It's the classic Cyberpunk twenty twenty. Ah, yes. Um, so it's basically a system developed by the publishers of this game and Cyberpunk and a whole host of other games such as Mecton, Dragon Ball Z RPG and of course everyone's favourite Zorro the <laughs> RPG <laughs> it's funny because when I was doing the research for this and I, I was looking at all the games that use the fusion system the Zorro RPG didn't even have a Wikipedia page oh man I mean we need, to, we need to find that we gotta track that down. We gotta track that shit down, yeah. But when you play the Zoro RPG, I, I don't I'm not that verse well versed on Zoro, but it's like when you when you sort of start to play the game, right? You sit down and everyone's like, Okay, let's create our characters Got a guys and then one guy goes, I wanna be Zoro and everyone else at the table's like shit. <sighs> Fuck can I be Zoro too? No. No, no, there's anyone's... No, do you know what would be wicked if all four players played Zoro? They think the others are imposters. I'm Zoro. No! No, I'm, I'm Zoro. Oh, no. it's just infighting. And they all come from like an insane asylum where everyone thinks they're Zoro, but they all yeah. broke out. See, that would be sick. That's why we need to track down the yeah, RPG. We're looking for that now. So, the name of the fusion system is derived from the idea that because they all use the same generic system, they can be f- um, played together. And fused together. Yeah, I see. Oh, you get it? Yeah. Kill me. Um, so first off, um, you uh, when you uh, open this book up, you get into the character creation. And I should mention at this point, it is very open you don't have to be a member of the night sabers, mm-hmm. although quite why you would want to not have all that cool technology and shit you could be an ad policeman but mm-hmm. actually those they do get some really cool shit too like the we'll get into that later yeah um you could just be a guy you could be anything you want but first of all um you have to pick a life path and this is basically like picking um, a basic personality, hmm. what your character values most, your worldview, your early childhood events, your friends and enemies, your I- incidents of love and war, your current situation, including good and bad stuff, your current outlook on life and your age. <gasps> um, I-, I think this is actually really cool. I mean, obviously... It's more depth to your character, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, and, but it does it in a way that actually, um, actually sort of like helps you along yeah. and and if it, most people just go fuck that and then just write their own backstory and fine you mm-hmm. can do that but this gives you actual examples and it actually sort of gives you loads of options so it's got big lists yeah. and you can roll randomly as well oh, that's so cool, yeah. I actually did that Um, I rolled randomly, and this is what I came up with. What did you get? I got a shy and secretive bloke that values his pets above all else and wants nothing more than vengeance on his enemy, but believes that every person is an individual and comes from a poor family. During his childhood, his mother was exiled and returned under an alias, and now the character in his adult life is being hunted by a powerful organization. Wow. That's but that impressive. was just from a, it's pretty cool. And that was just from a table. Yeah, it just rolled randomly, it took me about 30 seconds and then obviously you can flesh out what the organisation is or yeah. you know what happened why got, his mum was exiled. You've got a very strong skeleton straight away. And yeah. Especially if you are not that good imaginary, you know, say say you're getting into a game and you're more into the dice rolling aspect of it, and you've never been that good at backstories or the RPG side of it. Mate, That is, you've got a lot to work with there. It's yeah. a nice extra, because mm-hmm. they could just say, decide on a backstory, yeah. and, and instead they, they, they put it You'd in there for you. the effort to actually do a nice random ca- um, table for you. So then you create the rest of your character, and this is a lot like other RPGs. It's broken up into stats and skills, but the stats are intelligence, will, personality, technique, reflexes, dexterity, constitution, strength, and movement. The only one that seems odd there is technique, which I didn't quite understand because I was like, oh, well, you've got reflexes and dexterity in there as well. Mm. But this is basically the ability to use tools for tasks. Oh, okay. So it could be painting, it could be um, lockpicking, things like this. Anything, yeah. Um, Anyway, you then buy skills with skill points that are determined by whether or not you're playing a realistic game or an action-focused game. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then you get given campaign points. Everything your character owns and knows is bought with these from here on out. So you can buy skills such as demolitions, hacking, law, mecha pilot, scientist, and wardrobe and style. Mm. For them fascist conscious players. Fascists? <laughs> fascist, for the fascists. For the fascist conscious. You know what? Say what you like about the Nazis, but they were well-dressed. <laughs> Impeccable style. <laughs> but the thing is so yeah I mean I don't know actually I like the fact that that's in there because in an anime focused game I bet you there's a lot of people that want that yeah I mean, I personally probably wouldn't pick it, but, I mean, if you want it... It's cool, though. I mean, you think of... Oh, I always go back to Overwatch, but you look up D.Va of all her different skins. <laughs> I know, it's but it, cool. a lot of people... I think that's an important thing in this type of game, mm. especially one of the main characters from the anime, because um, I, I have been watching it in preparation for this episode. Yeah. She owns a lingerie store. Ooh. And so I was thinking, like... If, if you wanted to have that kind of backstory or let's say for instance you if you wanted to like instead of just having charm or persuade or something like that maybe you have wardrobe and style and that's the way that you try and convince people it's something different I like it, it. yeah definitely and so you could just be like I want to convince this person I want to try and charm this person yeah. but the way I'm going to do it is by putting on this sexy thing that I always have handy with my wardrobe and style. Yeah. Or, I want to put on an amusing hat to try and distract this person. Exactly. And you're like, you put yeah. on this fucking Chiquita banana hat. <laughs> and Whoa, look at that guy. <laughs> yeah. That's a crazy hat. Hey man, let me see your hat. <laughs> hey, come right in. <laughs> yeah, it's worth Any guy with a hat like that must be trustworthy. Absolutely, yeah, I like that. If you roll high enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Pretty fucking cool, really. <laughs> um, so... You can then you can also buy talents, perks, mm-hmm. and privileges. Talents mm-hmm. are things such as ambidexterity, common sense, where the um, GM will occasionally tell you if you're doing something dumb. <laughs> uh, night vision, speed reader, where mm-hmm. you can read a 200-page book in 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Uh, the perks and privileges cost more depending on which level you buy them at and it can be things like a premium membership at a club somewhere a contact, wealth, someone owes you a favour, a licence of some kind if you wish to amass more campaign points you can also take complications Mm -hmm. these are negative points to your character that will allow you to get more points to spend on stuff you can get stuff like bipolar, unlucky, airhead, dependents such as babies And all of these can be worse depending on how many points you want to gain. Interestingly, uh, we now get into the dice rolling mechanics and how the game works. And there's an intro to the game and it says the game either works with 3d6 or 1d10. And I know that other games in, in the Fusion system also say you can use a d20 if you want. so the way it works is for task resolution you basically decide at the start of the campaign which dice you're going to use Mm -hmm. so uh, damage is always d6s but for task resolution so like rolling your acrobatics you can either use 3d6 or 1d10 right okay so um, basically whenever you do anything you will always um, basically use either 3d6 or 1d10 when you roll it you add your skill to it right okay yep but when you do it um, the difficulty changes depending on which one, which system you're using. Right, okay. So it might be like, um, for instance, an easy task would be, I don't know, say a 10. Uh, I'm pulling these numbers out of my arse. It might be <laughs> yeah. a 10 if you're using 3d6, it might be a 12 if you're using a d10. Sure. I, I can't remember, but it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you you can basically use either if you want. That's cool. And personally, I was thinking of using the d10 and then d6s for damage because yeah. it, it changes up it's uh, nice to roll different dice yeah style, and it, it, it means that it differentiates when you're using damage versus when you're using task resolution yeah. and I quite like that um I think it's cool that it gives you an option... ...as to to what you want to do with Fantasy. And then it's got tables for... ...in the book for difficulties... ...depending on which die system you're using. Uh, Yeah, combat is fairly simple. There's loads of advanced manoeuvres and shit... ...that I won't go into. But it's fairly simple stuff. Attack rolls versus defence rolls... ...taking cover helps... Armor shaves off damage... ...that kind of shit. Perfectly functional and decent. Reminds me a lot of Shadowrun. And then it has a big section on the world... ...of 2033 Mega Tokyo... ...including character sheets... ...for all the characters from the anime... Not just including the main night sabers, but you've got a couple of extras in there too. For anybody that's watched the anime, you've got Leon in there, and you've even got Mackie, who is um, Silia's little brother. Oh, hello. Who is. Um He's, he's just this little guy that fixes um, Chris's bike who's the lady on the cover of the fucking thing mm-hmm. and he's a bit of a pervert so oh. you, if you want to play him go for it you could be him <laughs> I don't <laughs> know why yeah. if you want to be the people that wear the fucking amazing armour and fucking fly around shooting people you can be if you want to be the guy that fixes the bike and looks at boobs you can be him <laughs> so he's in there calling station one this is ADP 102 calling station one I'm in pursuit of a boomer on route K-5, heading for R-51. Subjects are a C-Class boomer and a racing bike. A racing bike? That must be Pris! Ah, don't worry about it, I'm sure she's fine. Come on, I'm gonna change the station. Yeah, this is more like it. (laughs) Let's check it out! Oh, come on, do we have to...? No, it could be anyone, not just Pris. Exactly. That's true. All we can do is wait for her to contact us. Yeah, so... You know, now you're talking some sense, Luna. Let's just stay here and hang out, man. Hey, come on, Mackie, chuck us one of your dirty mags, mate. I'm going to go to the loose for a while. Well, we all know why I'm going to the loose, you know? Let's get to why while we're all here, right? The awesome cyberpunk dystopian future tech mech suits and shit. Yes. First off, in the, um, in Amane, Amane, Amane. Each member of the night sabers is equipped with a hard suit, which is a suit of power armor. Now, we're not talking about um, the sort of shit that you see in Fallout. This is um, probably closer to, like, in Metroid. Yeah, I know. So, it's like... um, It is a mech. But it's like extremely tight-fitting and agile. Um, Each one is handmade for the user, and they look really awesome, like a cyborg ninja. In the book, it gives you extensive notes on how these are made, how to board and pilot them, and then it gives you stats and stuff for a bunch of pre-made suits from the anime. Um, These each have their own stats entirely. It's kind of like its own mini-character sheet. And it comes armed with weapons and equipment such as laser beams, knuckle bombers, and rocket kicks. Rocket kick—it's fucking awesome, man! That's brilliant. So, like, basically, yeah, it, it's like a little jet boost on the bottom of your foot, so you can just kick somebody so hard they will go into space. I, I don't know about that, but That's brilliant. Um, and they're also capable of t- jumping onto tall buildings using sort of jetpack type things on the back. <sighs> and then, then you get into the motor slaves, which are fucking wicked, man. Motor slaves, eh? They're they're basically like partner robots that that can transform into motorbikes. That also have guns. Yes. So basically like... you Transformer. You're, yeah, exactly. So you'll be riding along on your motorbike, yeah. right? And then suddenly you need to start flying. So it will transform into a flying robot <sighs> that will carry you along and also has a gun in it and you can sort of sit comfortably inside the robot and it will start firing its gun and you can just fly along in it and man. then you're like, oh fuck, better get back on the highway, transforms back. <laughs> and you're back on the road. You're back on the road oh, on a man. motorbike. I love that. It's fucking sick. That is and, so cool. Yeah, they're motor slaves. Motor um, slaves, yep. But don't worry, the name motor slave is only a name. They don't have personalities. Oh, oh phew. Yeah, so it's alright. No feelings are getting hurt. No feelings are getting hurt. That's it's alright. <laughs> That's alright. They're not like the boomers. Um Gotcha. There's loads of vehicles too. There's you got awesome '80s looking high performance interceptor police cars. You know when they were all angular and shit yeah. like that, um, to one man mini copters, <laughs> to gigantic laser equipped battlesuit mechs that can do 15k damage. <laughs> now I'll explain to you what that means. Basically, whenever you roll. Um, uh, a 14 dice or more it mm. starts calling it 14k d- damage. Right. And I think um basically the w- why it, why it measures it like that is because that's when you start getting into the realm of damage that is just beyond what a human should take. <laughs> yeah. And and that's sort of when when it's like either superpowers or mechs. Right. So you're like um, if it's fourteen, fights. yeah. If it's fourteen k damage, that's the sort of thing a minigun, a mech, or a superpower would do. Mm-hmm. So um, it's sort of that's why so you it, could have these huge city-busting fights in mech. Yep, and that's why it differentiates um, uh, when you get to fourteen dice. You say roll fourteen k damage right. instead of roll fourteen dice of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. It's just I also think it just feels cool to say it. Yeah, You're like, holy fuck! He did fifteen k of damage to yeah, me. Like yeah. I don't know. It's just, you squared a city block with that move. Yeah. Like um, the last thing I'm going to say about the um, the main book is that it ends with a system for creating your own mecha of course but um, it doesn't quite end there because there is an expansion to the game um, because the Bubblegum Crisis anime did also have several guidance or side stories so there was an expansion release that took some material from those made up some new material and made uh, material from their, the, um, the side stories playable as well nice. so and then we have, uh, so then we have Bubblegum Crisis EX. And what I quite liked is that the EX book is annotated with all these symbols that tell you if it was from a side story made up or by the publishing company, or if it was um, uh, censored from the uh, Japanese version as well. So it's just cool to know like, yeah. uh, if you're into that kind of thing and which text was uh, um, just lo- uh, like translated mm-hmm. uh, perfectly or if it was localised, okay. which is really good for you anime nerds out there if you're reading it and you'll, you'll be like, oh, I see they changed this to make it more understandable for an English audience or mm-hmm. this, that or the other. Uh, additionally, some of the uh, content in that EX book is early concept stuff that didn't even make it into the anime, but it's all statted and playable here, which is really cool. It's really cool. Um, So it's even just a read as a fan. Plays really true to the show then, doesn't it? Yeah. This game. Yeah, it's fantastic. So so it's just like... It even goes further than the show, really. Exactly. So overall, um, that EX book, the expansion, is just more motorbikes, more AD police equipment, more mechs, and just some other locations outside of Japan, and some more NPCs. So it is well worth it. Um, overall, I've basically been nothing, doing nothing but read these fucking books mm-hmm. for like the last fucking week, and I really, really, really enjoy it. Um, if I have one criticism, I will say that there's um, a distinct lack of equipment that doesn't appear in the anime. Right. That is the one criticism I have. Um, the bloke that I bought this from on Facebook said that um, if you play it, you should pair it with Cyberpunk 2020. Right, and make it one big world. Yeah, and and sort of because the 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 little things mm-hmm. are aren't really in here. Right. So so like let's say for instance, just buying a mobile phone for instance, not priced in there. Yeah. Little things like that. Yeah, yeah So yeah. he said, get Cyberpunk twenty twenty and get the little prices for those things out of there. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, um, you can get a feel for an e- the economy in this book and make that sort of little things up yourself. Yeah. Um, so, but he fortunately sent me a PDF of Cyberpunk 2020. Oh, I think he might have been a little pirate. Little little pirate, just a little pirate, little, tiny pirate. So so I've got I've got all that stuff now. So that's Excellent. quite handy. But um, other than that, I think it's an amazing book. The the um, amount of fleshing out it does to the world and the creativity the with all the it's brilliant as It as well. is yeah, really good. And the equipment it does give you is amazing. And I've watched half of the anime now, and I think it is fucking brilliant. So yeah, yeah give it a watch. Really, really good. Very, very eighties. Uh, it's both but the um, dub is awful oh really it's really bad the, yeah, okay, especially because top, it's so. got a lot of 80s type music in there because it's like an 80s futuristic thing yeah. and the uh, English lyrics um, <laughs> are amazing in the Japanese version <laughs> ok fair enough because uh, yeah they're pretty funny so I would check that out and this <laughs> this game looks like a really really fun one to play so I can't wait to get my yeah, I'm to this. anus around it <laughs> oh lovely <laughs> The world is full of mysteries. It's up to your group of intrepid teen sleuths to solve them. In Bubblegum Shoe, players step into the shoes of high schoolers solving mysteries in a modern American small town, discover clues, solve problems, and throw down with enemies in this streamlined RPG based on the Gumshoe system. So, yeah, basically, Bubblegum Shoe. Um, Ever wanted to play a teen detective sleuth a la Scooby-Doo? You know it, girlfriend. Well, this is what you need then. You need to get your hands on Bubblegum Shoe. Um, it's a great little book. It's, um, as I said, it uses the Gumshoe system, which is a very well managed system. You know about the Gumshoe system? Uh, I don't actually do that that much. Well, let me tell you about the Gum right Gumshoe system, mate. Um, the Gumshoe system is a very rules-like game that only uses a single-sided dice. Um, where you roll against a difficulty to succeed. So basically, uh, it's a it's a pool system. So you will have a, a certain amount of points to spend. In so you skills. have to be in a pool. You have to be in a pool when you're playing. Right. Um, no, it's um, so you spend points at the beginning when you create your character, and you spend points in certain uh, skills that you have. Now, what you do is if you're rolling a say an agility check, you will roll a d6, but you can spend points in your agility. To add to that roll to make the roll better. So say you're looking for a four and you spend two points in um in your agility and you roll and you get a two. Obviously you add two, you get the four, you've made it. Simple as that. Quite straightforward. Now the other side of it is if you've got specialised skills, you basically get them straight away. So if you're looking for a clue, um, and you've got a skill saying I don't know library use and you're looking for a clue in a library, you will get that. You'll get that clue. If you spend points in it, you'll get uh the clue. Bit better, like so. Depending on how many players are in your group determines how many uh, points you will get to spend, which is quite interesting. So, if you're playing in a group of four, it will give you it will say each character has 27 points to spend per character or or whatever. Um, and, and if you've got a smaller group, I think you have less points. Now, you what you do is you um you also have to spend points in relationships. So not only do you just have your, you know, your skills and that, you also have to. It's same as a bit like bubblegum shoe, really. I think he meant bubblegum crisis. It, it does focus on making the character more rounded by giving them relationships, whether they be positive or negative. People that don't like them, and bear in mind we're at high school, so you know, reputation's a big thing, um, all that kind of stuff. So it, it takes that into account. It really drives home the kind of teen, teen high school kind of feeling. Yeah, I can it. see that you've got like for the academic abilities. You've got fashion. Yep. Photography, pop culture, mm-hmm. town law. Yep. And interpersonal abilities. You've got bullshit detector, <laughs> flirting, grown up face. <laughs> grown up General face. abilities, preparedness, sneaking, throwdown. Throwdown, yeah. Cool. I'll talk about throwdown in a minute. Right, actually, for good job you mentioned cool, because that's what we're going to move on to. So cool is basically your hit points. So no one dies in bubblegum shoe. I mean, it's teenagers at school. Um, I mean, you, I suppose you could bank them die if you wanted to. It's up to you. You could if you wanted to change it up. Yeah, of course you can. You could do anything. It's an RPG. But the way the, the book's written is that you lose cool points if you are, um, rather than hit points. If you lose all your cool, you turn into a blubbering mess in the corner. Everyone's laughing at and and, and and making fun out of because that's like social death. Exactly, social death through losing coolness. That's now, what you don't want in high school. You don't want that at school, mate. You definitely. Don't so want I know. That at to, I know. For me, if anything, you know, I was I was in school. I was a big hit. Yeah. You know, I was king of the cool. <laughs> and if if I lost my cool, that would have been the end for me. Your BMX gang would have. Just they would have, apart. they would have rejected me, mate. <laughs> yeah. I would have, I, I, if I'd have lost, if I'd have lost my call, cool, I would have no longer been the king of my BMX gang. Exactly. I would, they would have taken my crown. They would have taken, which, uh, to be honest, was an impractical headwear for a BMX. Tri- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they would have taken your trick nuts, so you could give no one else a. Uh, a Do you know lift? what my nickname was back in the BMX days? Go on, King Radical. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I ride a motherfucking BMX, bitch yeah. I do it every day, scratch that BMX itch I ride it through the wall, everyone's like, who's he? I'm just a motherfucker doing motherfucking wheelies Oh, yeah King Radical, he's got a crown King Radical So in the book you'll find um loads of information and rules on how to create um interpersonal relationships for your sleuth um, for all different people in the world uh, and also you get the most out of the, the gumshoe system by doing things like that. Um you've got set you've got settings in there. Um you've got So there's a setting in here called Drewsbury, right? Drewsbury. Yes. Sample town. Sample town, yeah. The 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 sample town is Drewsbury. We've included some locations, NPCs and mysteries for your group to use as jumping off points if you'd like. Drewsbury is a homage to that iconic teen sleuth Nancy Drew. Oh, I see. That's why it's called Drewsbury. Drewsbury, yeah, exactly. Get it? I think there's like five towns or settings that you can use. It's it's quite a sandboxy book, which is nice. That's pretty cool. Um, and then you've so yeah, combat wise, basically yeah, you have things called throwdowns. So it's time to throw down. It's time to throw it down, whether that be throwing down fists or throwing down words. Six burns. Yeah, so you could have sort of a Shakespearean battle. You absolutely can, So yeah. somebody comes up to you, you start arm wrestling, and then you, you start... You, Come out with a whippy quip, and then suddenly their arm's going down. Ooh, exactly. Like, well, this is exactly it. And, um, you know, this is what it kind of focuses on, things like this. You fight like a cow. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, Throwdowns are like high-stakes social combats, if you like, um, which play out in a head-to-head fashion, as would, you know, most contests. You could have a rap battle, you could have a dance-off, you could have... Mate. Anything, you know, anything in high school, any of that crap shit you did in school, you can do it. It's called a throwdown. So we could do essentially do Eight Mile, but with kids doing it, and yep. they're really shit at rapping. Yep. Absolutely. So they walk up to somebody and be like, You wear a blue shirt, and you eat that. Get out of here before you get hurt. Yeah! And everyone's like, Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah, that's a throwdown. Um, so normally so players will normally spend points from their interpersonal relationship pools to try and increase their chance of success in in, in a throwdown. So again, you can spend points. So if you've got loads of points in, uh, I don't know, say what. Well, Filch. <laughs> what, having a filching contest? You're doing a panty raid competition, right? Yeah. Two kids are standing outside, all their mates are daring them. They're like, Bet yep. you can't go in there and get old You ain't getting ten panties, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can get ten panties, I'll get eleven. Watch me. And then you both roll filch. That's a throw down, yeah. That's a filch down. Spend that's a that's a good old fashioned filch down. <laughs> um yeah, so you can again you can spend you can spend uh you spend po- uh uh points uh to you know, add to your chances of success um, once one side is reduced to zero call or less um, they die they need to succeed a call test in order to even remain in the throw down so you've got to check your call if your call goes down to zero or negative you then basically got a throw for that call and if you failed out you add there. you're the laughing stock um, so it's all about reputation it's all about rep that's brilliant what do you think of the actual book itself the book the art's lovely It's all, um, it's all kind of I don't know, like hand sketched kind of black and white um, vector drawings. Yeah, exactly. Really I, well done, I think. I quite like it. I mean, uh, the one my one criticism of it is that um it looks like it looks like a teen book. Yeah. And and the thing is I as much as I think I, I look at it and I go this is great, like it looks like the sort of shit I used to read when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um to an extent it looks like a, a teen a book for teens. Yeah, I know what you mean. As opposed to a book to be played by adults to remember what it was like to be a teen to or a teen, to yeah. um, play something that reminds them of the shit they read when they were teens. I think this is an all ages book that is that could be fun for for any age, but when you look at it, the it looks cover like it's it a, down a little bit. Yeah, even though it's it's genius, like it's such a well-drawn cover that captures that amazingly, yeah. but I think it could easily be mistaken for a game that's for teenagers as opposed to about them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, totally and, that. and I think that, that that's one one criticism. So I think even even like small children could play this and be yeah. like oh cool I get to be a teenager Absol- yeah. Exactly. And, and, and where and adults could play this and be like oh that's hilarious I get to be a teenager whereas teenagers could play this and just be like cool I'm uh, just playing me I get to be me oh uh, great I hate being me already. I hate myself yeah. <laughs> this book just gets thrown how do I cut myself in game <laughs> I'm going to roll a throw down on myself where's the old man book I want to play that can I go with my BMX gang now <laughs> 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 I hate you <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so Even my dad in the game hates me.
0: <laughs> the the only thing is, is I played using the Gumshoe system once, mm-hmm. and I played another game uh, by Kenneth Height who 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 also wrote this. Yeah. Um, or, or helped write this, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which was *Trade of Cthulhu*, and I remember it working kind of similarly, and I really, really enjoyed it. It was a good game, um, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, and it is for it is precisely for the investigation kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like it says, a teen detective story game. And it kind of is a collaborative storytelling experience, less so an RPG game. Yeah, I don't Do mean. you know what I yeah. mean? A lot, less focused on the game, more on the storytelling experience. Exactly, yeah. Um, I think Gumshoe's really geared up well for that. Yeah. Um, so they've got a, a preparedness skill in there, which is um, quite quite a nice little mechanic. It's, it allows you to be be prepared basically so you could be you could say um, you know have I got an extra flashlight in my bag you'd rolled your preparedness and if you score you'd be like yeah you did well I, I like that I mean I used that again in Trail of Cthulhu when we played that and I remember I used it to have a gun in my bag yeah because we were like uh, I was like well I, you know I always pack packed, you know something something useful for the situation it like, It does seem a bit meta and a bit cheaty but to, to an extent it's like that um it's like your brother loves acid yeah yeah. He loves, a, he loves a bottle of acid doesn't he yeah well and it could be it's kind of like in, in a movie where where the you could even be smug about it and then all the kids hate you because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you could be like well I told you we'd need a flashlight and that's why I've got one now <laughs> and everyone's like well you didn't say it earlier and you're like well well fuck you throw down yeah it's throw, <laughs> throw down time and then you throw start a, you start time. a dance off and it's yeah. like but hang on guys the murderer's right here and it's like shut what up I'm having a dance off <laughs> Yeah, my, my image is way more important than this, uh, solving this mystery Um, I like all the settings there's some crazy settings in there as well so you've got like you've got Blair Falls which is the setting for magic and horror Um, it's more of like a cooler Kafulu Cthulhu type thing with sanity checks and that yep you I thought got, this was all about stolen bikes and nah, a missing whistle all, there's and, loads to it no you've got Danver Heights which is for the fans of uh, Smallville stuff like that it's about teenage oh, nice. heroes coming of age uh, you've got Diamond City which is set in a dystopian near future where the group uh, oh this empower. is like Bubblegum Crisis we've linked it together yeah. we've done it it works is evil Corrupt uh, you know um you've got Kimball Middle School which is um, it's a named location in Drewsbury where your teen character's younger siblings might go to school so you've got preschool so you players play as teeny, go in there and start kicking some ass. teeny teeny kids yeah what would be a throw down if you were playing like an 8 year old I don't know mate I'm trying to think of fights I had when I was a kid <laughs> when you was 8 <laughs> Well oh, yeah, but like, like I beds. mean, with my brother and stuff like that. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you got Kingsfield Academy, which is an, uh, which is a, like an, uh, a really high achieving prep school. Um, Fucking preps. So you might, so your characters might solve mysteries about their fellow students in the high state world of getting the best grades. So it's a bit poncy, that one. Oh mate, that would be so funny. You got Ruby Hollow, uh, which is might as well. Uh, it's like Crystal Coat. So it's like Scooby Scooby Doo type, um, or Buffy the Vampire type uh, yeah setting. but then you always find out the villain's just some guy in a mask some guy yeah it's like some disgruntled sort of like janitor but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. I told them that they should have paid me otherwise I wouldn't have done all this elaborate shit using up the last of my money which was kind of a stupid idea when i now thinking about it but, but I like got the last laugh but I well I kind of didn't because these kids have foiled me now I'm going to jail but hey um, I got to wear this neat mask <laughs> well bye anyway see ya <laughs> Uh, you, got, you got Strange Hill Scout Troop Two Two One, which is pretty much going out on a, uh, a scouting adventure. Nice. And you can get bad, bad merit badges. On and you're going to throw down with a bear, but because this game doesn't have like um, actual fights, the bear just disses you. Yeah, you throw, he's like, down. <coughs> he's like, did he just call me a cunt? Yeah. No, like, you can yep. have a fight with a bear. You can fight with a bear. And this is the most crazy one, Veronica Base. Whoa. We're talking aliens. We're talking Mars, mate. Yes! Yep, yeah, they've got a setting for Mars, so you could be the first colony on Mars in your little Mars And it's all school. teenagers. See, so, Yeah, exactly. So, um, fucking solving mysteries about Martians. So, so do, there's everything there, I think. Do you not think that when we go to Mars, we should maybe send some, um, scientists? No! No, no! Sir, so, is this anything to do with the fact that you're retiring tomorrow? <laughs> no! No! This has got anything to do with your alcoholic problem no Just send the children send the teenagers <laughs> they show us they're our future and all that shit uh, but they should have some degree of scientific knowledge nope they'll learn on the job <laughs> send them a right away learn as you go that's what I did <laughs> right well goodbye launch <laughs> <laughs> you press the red button um, so yeah, So it's a, it's a self contained game but it's got loads of mileage in it. I think it's um, there's there's something in there for absolutely everybody. And uh, they think, oh, I don't want to play teenagers. It's gonna be a bit awkward. Change it up. Uh, Change don't it up fuck it. No, yeah. Play eight year olds <laughs> <laughs> on Mars. Yeah, but you know what? Um, if you don't want to play teenagers, don't buy this game. That's no. what this is for. This is because this because it's like a storytelling experience. It's mainly full of information with how to play this game. Exactly. And so I would say if you don't want to play as teenagers. Get Trail of Cthulhu mm-hmm. or something like that, mm-hmm. and fuck off because this this ain't for you, bro. This is for t- this is for playing teenagers. This is for everybody who wants to play. And this I is nostalgia, in a book. In a book, mate, it really I, is. And I think personally, you should uh, yeah, you should get behind it. And and if you think it's going to be awkward playing a kid, that's the fun of it. Yeah, It is is you and your mates getting a bit awkward. And it being a laugh yeah, like exactly. like trying to watch your mates try and flounder about just uh, like you know being like hey mister and i don't know who... <laughs> you're trying to go buy some beers or something yeah on a friday night or there's some kind of party that that when, when the parents have gone away on holiday and like some of the simple someone gets killed no you know but yeah but the simple puzzles that you take for granted because you're an adult usually like you said like the simple things like when, often in RPGs where you need to go and buy a box of matches or a lighter or a you length of that. rope or a knife because yeah. you need it for combat or whatever or you just either steal it because you're pretty tough or you could buy it like you said yeah. when you're a, when you a snotty nosed teenager mate you can't even get a blade yeah you need to ask <laughs> an adult to get it for you <laughs> yes, and you exactly. go up to your dad and you're like having to use your fucking social skills to try and convince him to go and buy you a knife some you matches, have, a length have a of whole, rope a whole like side quest just to get a half decent dodgy ID yeah, you know. Yeah, um, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's there's so much fun to be had in this thing. You can inject creepiness into it. You can inject good old fashioned mystery to it. Uh, just just trying to survive as a teenager at school. You know, all the all the normal things that kids have to go through, plus mystery and investigation. It's uh, for me, it's brilliant. It's it's, it's everything's in the book. It goes deep into GM advice. Gives you um, all the things about relationships, and it helps you as well. So if you got oh. I was a teenager so long ago I can't remember read the book it's loads of, there's loads of stuff in there there's, there's read the book be a teenager again be a teenager again there's pre-done adventures there's everything there's clues there's NPCs at the back there's play characters at the back there's tools coming out of the wazoo ladies yep, and gentlemen absolutely everywhere supporting cast checklist it's, it's a lot of tools for the GM I like crushing it crushing it Crushing it to get a half decent dodgy ID. Crushing it. Losers NPCs at the back. Just crushing it. Be a teenager again. Crushing it. Not only can you be throwing it down, you can be crushing it, mate. Crushing it. Crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. So um, this also is quite cheap as well, as far as I recall. It's yeah, like 20 I think quid. We paid about 20 quid for I, it. For, I think I it for 20 quid. Yeah, I think so. About. It's 25 20, bucks, US 25, dollars. Yeah, so about, about 20 pounds. It's a nice little A5 size hardback. Yeah, man. It's made by Evil Hat Produ- Productions, who also make fake core in it. So that's bubblegum shoe for you. Yeah. And if you also wanted to buy the other one, bubblegum crisis, you shit out of luck. Yeah, really. yeah <laughs> but you're in big trouble. But um, I, I don't know if there's anywhere that you can get it for um, a PDF online or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I'm sure there are places. It's hard... To find, if I'm being honest with you, a lot you gotta those- go obscure for these ones, didn't you? I mean, uh, we we managed to get. I think that we managed to get the second book from Oxfam and the first one. I found it. sorry, that's, <laughs> what we got, that's and the first one I found on uh, Facebook uh, buying and selling group. So yeah. if you can get your hands on it, I would highly recommend it. It if just you- takes a bit of a commitment. If you want, if the, you know, if there's an, if there's an out of print book, you will be able to get your hands on it. You've just got to be persistent and not get the hump i will say looking. i've seen it on uh you can get it on amazon fairly easily just Ooh. not at a good price i Ooh. mean i got i picked up that one for 20 quid and yeah that was a tenner it was a tenner so yeah the thing is um yeah i don't know man if it's worth it's worth a buy and i would say that um i haven't played it yet i've just read it and i think it looks amazing um but to me it, it looks worth worth a play Oh, absolutely! Oh, I think it's t- our next. It's actually been earmarked for our next campaign. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm definitely going to get on that because. But I'll you're th- going to go for an all-encompassing game, including Cyberpunk 2020, yeah? Uh, I'm. It's going to be set in the world of Bubblegum Crisis, but mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, for like the general stores and mm-hmm. things like that. I'm going to use uh, the Cyberpunk 2020 Perfect. gear. Yeah. Um. Just, awesome. just so I don't have to sit there and fucking write out the cost of a mobile phone and <laughs> yeah, all of this shit about, myself. Yeah. Um, but the thing is. Um, yeah, I would. I'd highly recommend that, and if if you can get a copy of it, do because it looks fucking awesome. Yep. And with Bubblegum Shoe, um, check it out. I, think I think it love the fact that we're talking about you, these two it? completely different games here. <laughs> two polar opposites. Yeah, <laughs> but I think yeah, Bubblegum Shoe. I think Bubblegum Shoe came out like last year, so you can get it everywhere. It's um, we picked it. We picked it up from our friendly. Local I think RPG you can get it on the shop, Evil Hat Pro- uh, Evil Hat Productions website. Yeah. Um, you can get it on Drive Through RPG. It's definitely put- at Leisure Games. It's at Leisure Games in London, if you're about there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's quite specific. Uh- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Bubblegum Shoe Easy, Bubblegum Crisis Not So Easy. Both brilliant. But though. watch the anime of Bubblegum Crisis, yeah. if you can, because it is a cracking anime. But that's about wraps up for the main subject. That we was battled- our malicious main subject. We've Yeah, Battle of the Bubblegums. Um, if you guys want to pick up either of those games, then do. Um, which one do you think is the winner? Oh... Do you know what? Actually, it's for the fans to decide. Yeah, it's not for us. We just, we just, we just present it to our listeners, and they tell us what one they want to play. When so, tell us what one you want to play first. Not that one you hate or one you like, or whatever you might like them both. But tell us if we was to lay the two books in front of you, which one would you pick up first to play? Yes. Yeah, good, good idea. Also oh, um, on the back of a postcard. Yeah, just um, comment on the post uh, that you see this episode on, if you can, mm-hmm. or if you just listen in the feed, you know. Don't. Or if bother. you have played the, either of these games, please do let us know. Yeah, yeah, please We'd do. We'd love to hear what they, how they play. Yeah, and that's the main subject. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, well, there's much more left to the episode. I don't know why I'm saying that. See you in a bit. Bye. Welcome to the Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. <laughs> Welcome children to the Chamber of Challenges and today we're bringing back a classic. It is time for the shitty internet thesaurus game. Woohoo! It's been a long time. Yeah, so what what I've done is I've taken some names of popular RPGs and I've put them through an internet thesaurus. And you have to guess what the RPGs are. Okay, so first one. And bear in mind these these thesauruses are terrible. Okay. Ball game catastrophe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ball Game Catastrophe. Um Bubblegum Crisis. Yeah. So apparently Bubble Gum, the thesaurus, thinks it's Ball Game. I don't know. I didn't get the Ball Game bit, but, but um, Crisis and Catastrophe. catastrophe yeah. They're the two I got ball together. Game. What the fuck? What the hell? It doesn't make any bubble sense. Bubble Gum Ball Game. What? Maybe it's an American thing. Hey, hey, you want to go for a bubblegum? What a bubblegum ball game? I've never heard that in my life. That's racist. Stop that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, next one. Be welcome, boot. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a statement. Be welcome, boot. Be welcome, boot. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, bubblegum show. (laughs) Yeah. So apparently the second one down for bubblegum was be uh, be welcome. Boot. So when somebody comes into your house, just say bubblegum. (laughs) Because apparently it means be welcome. And then you just call them boot. Fucking shitty website, (laughs) mate. It's really bad. I know, it's really bad. Next one. Okay, next one is Earth of Blackness. Earth of Blackness. Solar Eclipse? No. Yeah, that popular RPG, Solar Eclipse. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Yeah, why why did you say it? (laughs) I have no idea. What is it again? Earth Blackness? Earth of Blackness. Earth of Blackness. I have no idea. Go on. You have to have a guess. Oh, shit. Earth of Blackness. No, you don't have to have a guess. You can pass. I'm going to come back to that one. What's the next one? Foreigners versus Bumpkins. (laughs) (laughs) Aliens versus Rednecks. Yes, correct. (laughs) Held it, mate. Um, Available now from DriveThruRPG. Next one is Barbaric Cosmos. (laughs) (laughs) Is it something universe? I don't know. Is it? Oh, barbaric cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> I would play that though. Yeah, oh, it's a good name. That's a good enough name by itself. Uh, I don't know. You have to pass that one. All right. So we'll go back to Earth of Blackness. You pass in that one. Yeah, for me. I don't. Know. Okay, that one is World of Darkness. Oh shit! Of course. Yeah. Barbaric cosmos. Yeah, go on savage worlds uh, I don't know why okay what well, I suppose worlds I don't know, I don't oh, know. bad bad Saurus. bad thesaurus and the last one is Raiders of the Catalonian prime <laughs> Raiders of the Catalonian prime oh, <laughs> oh Jeebus what? No mate, no idea. Go on. You're not very good at this, man. I started off all right. Boys. I know what a bull game catastrophe this has been. <laughs> but this is uh, that Raiders of the Catalonian Prime was, of course, Pirates of the Spanish Main. Everyone knows that. <laughs> what? That was an easy one, man. Raiders, I thought. Raiders Pirates. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Catalonian Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Bollocks. Fuck. That was good though. Thanks, mate. That's all right. <laughs> be well. Be welcome, boot. Be welcome, boot. My name's Aaron Rickman, and. I'm Gin... No, wait. My name's also Alan Rickman. No, I'm i no, Alan. I'm no, no, I'm the real Alan Rickman. No, wait. I'm Alan Rickman. <laughs> but I'm not. No, wait. No, what? No, I'm Alan Rickman. No, shush. I'm... La- uh, tabletop twats. Listeners of the show will know that last week was a very special week. Indeed, because we got our Patreon back <laughs> from the Patreon highwaymen. Yes. Uh, Shut up. Shush, you. Um, yeah we, we kidnapped him we got him back here we took Ryan Reeves the horse as well we took his horse Can't Ryan roll. Reeves and yeah. yeah we've got him now he's here and basically we love him very much not the highwaymen. we just kick him from time to time <laughs> yeah so we've got a pet, pet horse we've got a pet horse we've got our Patreon back all things are good we've been we've dropped a little Few ba- Patreon bonuses now, and I've been I've been doing little shopping on the black market, and oh, I've got yeah? a little explosive collar which i put on the Patreon highwayman And if he takes one step out of line, boom, off goes the head. It's a bubblegum catastrophe. <laughs> Stop whinging. Oh, God, it's getting annoying. Mm. It's getting anyway, sobered up now. That's why he's got the right arm. I know it's ridiculous. It's just it's just annoying. So shut. up. Um, so. Basically, um, yeah, we've captured the High Women, we've got our own horse, we've got the Patreon back. And so, we wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who donates on the yeah, Patreon. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for sticking with us, and thank you so much for the donations, because without you, this show would not be possible. It would mm-hmm. not, certainly not be what it is today, because... Mm-hmm. Um, with your um, donations, it what allows us to pay for the hosting fees and that allows us to upload basically with the frequency that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we It allows us to um, upload a certain amount of stuff and that means that the, the amount of bonus content, the amount of content that we're allowed to put out um, is all thanks to you. And additionally... Um, It means that we were able to purchase the Testament role-playing game that we purchased last week and and covered it, which was great fun, and we're super, super grateful for that. All down to our lovely supporters. Now, um, we just wanted to uh, to get an on-air apology from Highwayman. so come here. Um, I just want to say that I'm not sorry. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry for everything that I've done. I didn't mean to take the Patreon well I sort of did. Right, that's enough. Okay. Get, get back into your get under your stairs. Okay, um well that's enough of him. Um anyway. So things are looking up, really. Oh no. Oh, oh god. We've jinxed it now. No, we shouldn't have said anything. Oh, uh Come oh. in Yor. Hey. Oh, no. <laughs> Only bloody partario, isn't it? The PDF pirate. What are you doing here? Well, I wanted to tell you boys about something. Oh, no, here we go. Now what? Oh, he's going to tell us, oh, yeah, you're the PDF pirate. What oh, dodgy oh. torrent have you found now? Yeah, pirate this PDF, blah, blah, blah. Well, actually, no, because... <laughs> You're wrong about me on so many levels. Really? Well, what do you mean we're wrong about you? Every time you come in here, you tell us that you're pirating some PDFs. Why and... would you pay for it when you can get it for free and you're always banging on about international wars well, and all that? No, that's where you're wrong, Nick. Because right. I'm going legit. What? No more pirating for me. Well, I'm still going to be doing looting villages and, and pillaging and the raping and uh, stuff like that. All right, yeah. But as for pirating RPGs... No more of that. I'm supporting the industry, mate. You guys straight? Yeah, I certainly am. Good for you. I was just inviting you guys to a party. I'm having my, my boat in two weeks' time. But if you don't want to come, that's fine. No. I'll just leave. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Boat wait. party? We like a boat party. Free booze. Aye, plenty. Hey! hey. We're Sign in, up, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sign me up. I am well up for that. Yes, mate. Two weeks' time, you say? Yeah, that's right, um, there's going to be all the booze you can drink, we got seafood coming out the ass, and we've got lots of, uh, how do you say, sexy people. Ooh. And there's going to be strippers, Nick. Oh, hey. Men and women. <laughs> okay, sounds good to me. Um, how do we how will we find you? Um, where's the boat going to be? Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to be docked at Brighton in the harbour, so you just need to get the train up there and get on. And the dress code is going to be pirate themed <laughs> Well, that's a bit obvious, isn't it, Partario? Shut look, do you always have to be so fucking rude? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, look, <laughs> look, I want to come to the party. Oh, yeah, I on, want to come to the party. Don't blow it now, don't blow it now. No, what he's trying to say is, we would love to be there. Well, alright, here's your invitations. Ooh, a bit of parchment, nice. Yeah, well, you know, I'd like to try. Did you tea-stain this yourself to make it look a bit like a treasure map? Shut up. I'm not judging. It's very good. No, I I went to a craft store and I... Look, shut up. I'll see you in two weeks at the party, all right? See you there, buddy. See you later, mate. All right. Sweet. Well, that was weird. It all was right. weird, but there you go. Party on a pirate ship. Boat bloody party. Can't argue with that, uh, it's gonna be. That's going to be sick. I can't believe he's going legit. No, neither can I, mate. I, uh... And plus, we're going to turn up that own personal slave. Oh, uh, yeah, that's going to go down well. We're going to look. We're going to be the belle of the ball at a pirate ship. Belle party, of the ball at a pirate ship party. Yeah, can't wait. Should we go on the horse? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right. I'll cool. Go shopping. Cool. Welcome to the summoning. CIRCLE Welcome To The Summoning CIRCLE Thank you! We've been the fuckheads, you've been great! As you guys know, there are lots of celebrities out there that like to play RPGs, and mm-hmm. we tried to get them on the show, but Robert De Niro's busy, Leonardo DiCaprio's a deviant and a monster. We can't get any of them on it. No, we can't. But- no, we ask, we talk to our agents, the agent's... <laughs> Palm us off. Next thing we know, we get restraining order put out against us. It's just silly. And we've tried digging up the corpses of dead celebrities and reanimating them, but it won't work. And they just stink. So we are going to uh, use the powers of black magic to summon the celebrity dead ghosts from hell or heaven and have them talk to us about RPGs because we know a lot of them are into RPGs. Mm -hmm. And um, we asked you guys out there on the internet lands. As to which celebrities who are, who are into RPGs you would like to see us resurrect and talk to today. Yep. Summon them from the uh, afterlife. Exactly. So I'm going to summon somebody. I just want to point out though, when I do the spell, mm-hmm. it is hard for me to maintain the spell and I will not be able to talk while I do so. Sure. So it's very hard for me. But uh, we had some great suggestions this time. Let's kick it off, Nick. Uh, well, Bill will asked for Cilla Black. Manuel Sams asked for Sigmund Freud. Uh, Terry Hansen asked for H.G. Wells. And our sort of favourite came in from Richard Walcock, <laughs> yeah. who said Bruce Lee. Oh, yes. My suggestion would be to summon Bruce Lee and ask his views about combat systems in RPGs, particularly in regard to martial arts. So we're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to summon Bruce Lee. I mean, I was a big fan of his movies when I was a kid, so it's a shame I won't be able to get to talk to him. But you can listen to the podcast. I will you? listen to the podcast when it's edited afterwards. For once. yeah. yeah. Yep. So okay. I'm, going to, I'm going to summon him now. Um, Just... Give me a bit of peace and quiet, Nick. Let me light I light this candle. candle. Yep, okay. Light the candle, right? Sacrifice the, uh, the um, chicken McPhillip burger. Yep, okay. Cut that in half. Yep, that's it. Oh. oh, God, it always gets me that one. Incantation, don't forget. Right, here we go. <laughs> I think it worked. Oh, where am I? You are in uh, Red Hill, mate. Uh, this is not heaven. No, um, we've kind of borrowed you. Uh, Mr. Bruce Lee? Is it who I'm speaking to? Yes, my name is Bruce Lee. Amazing. Well, first of all, I'd just like to say it's an absolute pleasure to meet you, mate. What is the purpose of this summoning? Well, we know you're a big fan of RPGs. Apart from martial arts, RPGs is the only other thing I ever dedicated much of my life to. It is in my book, Bruce Lee RPG Boss. Smashing? It. it is not one of my bestsellers. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, have to, I'll make sure I'll get my hands on that at some point. Um, so Available Waterstone, seven ninety nine. Oh, there you go. Brilliant. I'll check that out. Um, I hope we haven't um, inconvenienced you too much. Well, actually, yes, you have. Oh, well... I was training. Uh, okay, um, un- understandable. Well, I really apologise about that, but we'd really like to get you on. Nick, you have greatly pissed me off. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Did it, well, if I'm completely honest with you, it wasn't my idea to summon you. Okay, whose idea was it? Uh, a good guy, well, a guy called Richard Walcock. I will find him, and I will kill him. Okay, um, Rich, if you hear that, mate, you better run. Uh, anyway, Bruce, while I've got you here, um, I was just wondering if you could ask... It Please, yeah? call me Mr. Lee. Sorry, Mr. Lee. Um, no... Yeah call me mr. Lee mr. De Lee get on with the interview, Sorry, Nick. Yeah. I have little time and little patience I was in the middle of a game oh really what game BattleTech RPG oh wow it is one of my favorites yeah it combines everything I like about robots and futuristic sci-fi there genre very nice well, which yeah. I tried to put in all of my movies yep but actually production that. company get in way oh okay mm-hmm. Big, mm-hmm. Oh, right okay well i always say i hate martial arts i want more robots and they say put more martial arts Ah, oh, mm. well, that sucks mate mm. well what i really want to know what everybody wants to know is what are your views about combat systems in rpgs particularly in regards to your favorite martial arts um this nick is a shitty question uh, oh Ask a more intelligent question. Uh, okay. Uh, what's your favorite color? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A- ice cream? No, 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 no. This will not do. Um. Okay. No more intelligent. Why are you looking at me like that? No more intelligent. Better RPG question. Um. You okay. Have- what? I- okay. If you um. If you had to play oh. one RPG for the r- well, okay, put your leg down. If you had to play one RPG for the rest of your life, what would it be? It would probably be, be an RPG I wrote myself. Ah, okay, yeah, understandable. It is called Bruce Lee Wicked Kicks. <laughs> Bruce Lee Wicked Kicks RPG. Why are you laughing? I'm not. No, no, no. I was. uh I was, <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa! Put your, put your Nick, arms why are you? <laughs> no, are you. you sh- no, that? you. La- because you laugh at my RPG. No, no, I didn't laugh. <laughs> whoa. No, you piss me off greatly. No, Nick. I'm sorry, Mister Lee. You have played Bruce Lee Wicked Kicks, of course. Of course, I've. All uh, oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, what is uh, what sort of dice system it uses? If you're such an expert on Bruce Lee wicked uh, kicks, uh, it's d six based. Hmm. You have not played Bruce Lee wicked kicks. Uh, it. Mo- <laughs> Nick, get up. Oh, what, what happened? Fight me like a man. Hey, what? Get up, Nick. Oh, why are we fighting? Get up. I'm. Oh. You're a pussy, bitch, boy. This no. is worst interview ever. I think my nose is broken. Oh. Nick, anyway. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. How many fingers am I holding up? Two. What? Oh. Oh. Why are you hurting me so? Because much? you have not played Bruce Lee Wicked Kicks, oh. and you d- you say you are RPG fan. Ah uh, uh, yes. You suck uh, at interview you ask a shitty question yeah 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 i couldn't agree more goodbye nick Uh, yeah thanks bruce bruce lee away oh Oh, jesus nick what the fuck i know what happened to you man (laughs) i don't ask at oh my god i think he's broke my nose um, Nick, have you ever heard of Bruce Lee's Wicked Kicks RPG? Uh, what the fuck? Well, no, neither have I. Uh, too, uh, and I got my ass kicked for it. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. Oh, mate, that hurt. You look like a slab of beef that's oh, been treated man. badly. I think we better cut the pod short. I might need to ring the ambulance. Uh but we d- we really we do have to finish the podcast. I I've got to be honest with you. I mean, right, I you, you. I mean right. you do. We'll, we'll get you an ambulance eventually. Oh, all right, we'll get me some tissue. Then that's just so. Cool. No, I mean, well, uh, it, it does cost money, Nick. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna bleed. On just wipe pod, your man. nose on um, on the highwayman. No, come here, you. No. <laughs> oh. 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 In the future, you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This. Is the Electro Letter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are on to the Electro Letters. Yay! And this is, uh, well, I mean, it's hard to explain, really, but I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to try and summarise it now. It's where we read your mail. Yeah. And we answer your questions. So, um the first question comes in from Bloody Matthew Jones, and what has he got to say, Nick? He says, Dearest twats of the tabletop, after years of searching ancient ruins, derelict space stations and forbidden forests, I can truly say true adventure can only be found in the mundane. Often the greatest memories of gaming come from innocuous moments that I, the GM, might say innocently or offhandedly. Is there a time that has happened to you, the twats of the tabletop, in your adventures? Uh, so, yeah. What's he saying? When the mundane happens. Yeah, like, like you know when something mundane just is, like, the, the thing that you remember the most. Oh, mate, all the time. We have sessions where nothing really gets done, but there's some of the greatest sessions we've had. You know, um one of my uh, standout memories from recently yep. was when uh you guys uh, inherited a club in Vampire. <laughs> um that that uh, is quite a big thing, but was when you were just talking to the one and only staff member mm-hmm. and it was just a conversation and it was basically um the the character Reggie um who's really rich went up to him and went, "You know, you do a good job." Have two hundred two hundred dollars extra at night. And then I think he realised what he did and he and then the guy was just like, Two hundred extra a night? Wow, thanks man. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing And he went, You know, you're a little bit too excitable for me, you're fired <laughs> And and then the blight went, What you you can't do that, you motherfucker And he's like, Don't you dare speak to me like that. Um you ever want your job back, you should watch your mouth. And he went, Okay, I'm sorry and he's like, Fine, you can have your job back, but I'm taking that extra two hundred pounds off. <laughs> And, oh, and it was like just it was just this whole. It went on for a lot longer deal. than that. Yeah, but yeah. it was like it was like uh, yeah, I don't know, like these little conversations. I'm certain that there's like like shit like that that happens. Well, all we did the gurp session when we was pimping the ship, and we just spent a whole session just talking about what we wanted in the ship and getting getting the materials. For you it. know that that was that was especially good because that wasn't even. There was nothing, almost nothing gameplay affecting about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there were little bits, but it was sort of like... Basically, they wanted to deck out the inside of the ship to mm-hmm. look like a pirate ship. Yeah. So it, they were like, okay, we want wood-panelled interior. Yeah. We want the floor to have lino on it. We, we want like a tire swing in the rec room for we want Dr. A, Dr. Johnson, the gorilla. Yeah, we want a TV. We want a bar that's we fully want wood stocked. We wood-panelling, yeah. And right. it was like, even like those little bits, right? So it would be like... Uh, Kind of um, little bits like, do we want a TV though in the record And and then all the part would be like, yeah, of course we want a TV. Like, what if we we're, we're on a mission and we're going somewhere and we want to watch TV? Yeah, it's like, would we ever really role play us playing TV, watching TV? No, no. But it, it's, it, yeah, it's good to have. It. And also, you know, if there's. If 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 breaking news happens and you've got TV in the ship and let's say you've done something and you've been framed for murder, it okay, I it. suppose. No, but you did have the computer so we had the old Mac, didn't we? The Apple mm. Mac that we, the, yeah. But no, there is loads of times when we. I just... think that it was funny. Um, yeah, like that. That was an example of just yeah something mundane, but it's something that you'll you'll it's always fun. remember. And yeah, you, I think this happens to us all the time. Some of the most fun you can have. I think you. Vampire the Masquerade is a great one for that because um, it is quite heavy in the role play. Absolutely, yeah. And we've had. Some some great moments uh, throughout Vampire, but yeah, one of my favourites is when they inherited the club. They had they interviewed um, a new manager that they got. <laughs> yeah. An the interview was just fucking hilarious with them just like <laughs> asking him questions like, "Have you ever run a, a club before? Have you ever in- arranged a party?" And this guy was just an arrogant prick. And I don't know, it's just we've done actually saying that we've done job interviews before. Do you remember when we threw the apple? Oh yeah, they did they did in job interviews in Pathfinder yeah. for for um, hiring new. Part, <laughs> <party members>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean such it's, it's, it's like shit like that it's just so much fun yeah. and it is the stuff that you'll remember because I think that that's when role playing gets encouraged and mm-hmm. that's when people say the stupidest shit because mm-hmm. as far as people do stupid shit in RPGs that they would never do like oh you would never risk your life like that in real life you'd never do that in real life and yeah. um, people also say shit that they would never say yeah, exactly. in real life that's, that's, and so, that's part of the fun mate. I mean I know he's asking like when mundane shit has sort of become an adventure but this is sort of like mundane shit that you'll always remember because it's just wacky it's just, and it's yeah. fun yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely um, and lastly and probably most importantly if one day in real life you were walking down the street and someone dressed like Doctor Strange handed you a sword and yelled urgently for you to hurry and come defend the sanctuary, would you follow them? Of course well I had a, I read this question earlier actually and I had a little story um, based around this but once there was this guy that used to hang around our town called Russell right and I'm, I'll just say his name because it's only his first name but he, he was called Russell and he just used to hang around the town all the time and uh, I, I think I just finished reading the book The Yes Man that just said to say yes to all yeah. things and when I, I saw him hanging around the town once and I used to always avoid him mm-hmm. and he just used to hang around the town and just go oh, mate can I have 20 pounds <laughs> and that, that was basically all he ever did and he always used to just try and get enough 20 Twenty peas together to buy a bag of weed that was all Right. He did. okay and um one day i just saw him and he was just looking nervous and he went there's people out to get me man <laughs> there's people just out to get me i've got to get out of here you know you want to come <laughs> and i just went yeah <laughs> yeah yeah know. and i just went along where did he go? and i thought this was like one of those uh where we just went to a church and then and, <laughs> and, and no but like it got weirder right because really? in in the church there was a, pu- uh, a pub and i didn't even know Oh, and, was this, and then when we went to the pub um, The pub was like Had been closed down for a while oh. But for some reason He knew the guy had run it and we, we went down there and we got two Guinnesses. And I was, like, 14 at the time. But the guy just served us anyway. And it was this, like, weird old kooky, like, bloke with one eye. And this is, like, the story is just so weird. <laughs> it's so strange, yeah. Adventurers, welcome. Yeah, and he, he was just like, all right, lads. And you went for a portal. Yeah, and he basically knocked on the door. And the pub was, like, definitely closed. And it was all dark. And we went in there. And the bloke, like, lit up a switch. And he went, all right, lads. So like, he'd just been sitting there waiting for that moment. Like, yeah, and he yes. just goes, he just goes, like, um. In this, is it? Yeah, he's like, two two Guinnesses. And he could tell I was under eight, like really under really eight. Underage, and, yeah. he, and then he goes, he's like, two Guinnesses, is it? And then we were like, yeah, fine. And I drank it and I hated the taste of it. <laughs> and then he was just like, see, we, we ain't been open for business for months because we've had rats. And I was like halfway <laughs> through my Guinness and I was like, ugh. <laughs> and then of course, Russell. These buggers they are. Russell didn't give a shit because he was getting a free beer. We just well, went yeah. in there and got free beers. And I don't know why. And it was the weirdest thing. And he was just like, listen man I can't tell you why but there's people out to get me and this is the only place that I feel safe <laughs> and it was just the weirdest God. thing and so yeah I mean if somebody handed me a sword and just went defend the sanctuary I think I'd just go hell yeah because like now I've got this weird story where I got fed rat beer and went with a weird guy into a church well, pub well you're used to it mate secret church pub exactly yeah So we go down to the secret church pub after All Right, lads <laughs> I would never go back there it was weird, be still there the guy yeah, and so, then, so but now no, you just see it's like a, 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 like a skeleton being picked clean by rats. <laughs> the, the, the George just goes, ah, rat. rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Do you believe in skeleton stories, boy? You better. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Um, so, yeah, and uh, Matt finishes with, thanks for the fun podcast times, and may all your tabletops be a bit of a twat. Thanks, man. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> That's brilliant. And next up, we got a question from somebody that always knows the direction. He always knows the way... It is Dawei. It's Dawei. Um, he says, Anime Asian fantasy has many aspects. I'm not sure how to skin or make characters. For instance, ninjas, monks, and samurai who have many special semi-mystical martial arts powers and styles. What would you do to make some of those supernatural martial powers come to life? Ooh. But with regards to martial arts, though, I always find it's a really difficult one to do because it's like, if you're um, playing a guy that just uses his fists... Yeah, yeah. It can get boring unless you're playing a system that's got martial arts built into it. Yeah, I mean, because you're. Um, I feel like a lot of the time you're just either just going to be in in like a lot of games you well, might. Sean's monk was very not conventionally monk. That's that, cool. In Pathfinder though, you've got monk abilities and things like this. Yeah. And and like a lot of games like. Don't cater for that that well. I mm-hmm. know what you mean. You know where you'll just be doing unarmed strikes most of the time, time. and yeah. it's just boring. And it's like as much as you can flavor it up every time. Where's the spinning bird kick? Yeah, you could just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leap towards them and I'm gonna kick him in the jaw, and it's just like, yeah, but mechanically every time you're just rolling it's just the same be shit. The same thing, yeah. Um, I think depending on what system you're using, it's uh, how you bring it to life is going to be completely different because. um with regards to the mystical powers, for example, Deadlands mm-hmm. um, has martial arts uh, guys in it, bruv, nice. and and it does it really well because you've got your key powers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it, to me, that feels kind of like an Avatar um, type situation where you know you you're channeling your energy from within, and you're you're this like mystical ninja bloke. Yeah. Um, or mystical monk type guy Shaolin thing mm-hmm. um, you know cartoony but cool um, yeah. but then and, and you pick a martial arts style that actually affects the way you fight which yeah. is really cool but then like you do if you were doing it with vanilla savage Worlds, you just pick the martial artist edge yeah. and I think it gives you like I don't know plus two to fighting or some stupid shit right. like that. Yeah. And it's like no it's like, okay, cool, it's good. But that's as an add-on. We want as, more, yeah. It's like as, as an afterthought. If you if you want your character to do a bunch of shit but also be be have good unarmed attacks, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It couldn't be the crux for an entire basis for a character, otherwise it literally would just get boring. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know I mean it really well, depends like you said Jeff, if you've got a certain style could determine different things like if, you, you know, if you're a judo, judo expert or something you might be very good at grappling or... and I personally think if you're going to do a martial arts or samurai or whatever based game Um, I think, picked the right system. Yeah. Because there was a samurai-based game called, I think, The Seven Rings. Mm -hmm. I might be uh, misremembering the name. It was The Something Rings. And I read about it a little bit and it was really, really cool the way it did it and it was really faithful. If you want to do a samurai game, look into that. Something Rings. I'll try and put it in the description if I remember. Yeah. Um, And martial arts type games, you know, maybe uh, Deadlands is a good one to go. Just uh, maybe use Savage Worlds, mm-hmm. but rip the martial arts rules from the Deadlands. Yeah, Blackwood's got Kung Fu in Blackwood it. Blackwood as well. Um, that, that's that got really cool rules for Kung Fu and stuff in there, so mm-hmm. that's coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah about check that, that out. I'll back that shit. So yeah, um, there's there's a bunch of good systems out there. But I would say the, probably the best, uh, some of the best advice I could give if you wanted to do a good martial arts and good uh, sort of Asian sorcery type game Pick the right fucking system, yeah. Because a lot of them treat it in a very boring way. Mm-hmm. You want something that gives it, it, gives it the finesse it deserves. Another one mm-hmm. is the is a diffusion system, um, uh, Usagi Yojimbo, and I believe, <laughs> I think, if I'm right, it means traveling samurai rabbit <laughs> If if I if I'm if I'm not mistaken there, I think that's what it means, and it's based on an old cartoon where you play as anthropomorphic animals that are samurais. Awesome. And it's pretty good. And yes, it is. So yeah, that's a good one. Um. So yeah, pick the right system and hopefully it will treat it what you're trying to do with respect and you will actually get some good use out of it. And borrow some concepts from stuff you like. Exactly. Yee, Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. Next question is from Mr. Owen Lean. It's the Lean. It's the Lean Mean Machine. He's always lean up. Yep. <laughs> Besides the D6, which dice do you think looks most like a piece of cheese? It's got to be a right? hasn't it? Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking, D4, yeah. A D4 because when you when you cut a wedge of cheese, mm-hmm. it's that shape. Yeah. So thanks, Owen. Thanks for that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Matty Stark asks, if you were sucked into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles world and you could pick any character from that world, who would you want to be? Explain why you would want why you would choose that character. Uh, by any character, I mean heroes and villains. Uh, well, there's only one for me, mate. Right? You know what annoyed me about this is he included a list of characters at the end, like As if I don't no. fucking know Matt. <laughs> I grew up on grew up on that TV. Yeah, you know, mate, I, I mean. did nothing but play these video games when yeah. I was a kid. Absolutely love Turtles. Um mate, there's only one for me. Casey Jones. Really? He's, yeah, mister Mr. Vigilante himself. I love him. He he was fucking he loves cool, his attitude. To be fair. Do you remember him like, hey! Don't litter, and he just beat the shit out of him with a hockey stick. It's like the crime you've just committed is way worse than littering. Yeah, you've just you've just committed battery Assault, for yeah. someone that's fucking littering. It's like cutting someone's head Yeah, and he had like a Jason mask. He always he always had like two hockey sticks like in a in a scabbard behind him, and he would just give everybody a piece of his mind. He just didn't give a shit. I loved him. You know what? Because I I grew up on the old kung fu movies and stuff like that. I liked uh, Rat Face. Oh, Splinter! Splinter—that was his name. Krang was funny. <laughs> I hated Krang, mate. Uh, well, I, just, I, I always I was used to laugh because I couldn't help looking at the the body's head because it was just a really thick guy. Like, gla- like he had just a little line for a mouth and glasses. And Krang used to do all the talking. Yeah. But if you concentrate on that guy, he just looked really dumb. Just. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, Splinter. I, they were lazy I, I, in that show. Splinter though? and Shredder, I always liked, and I liked. Um, uh, I liked Shredder because in the cartoon he was voiced by. Um, What's his name? Who played Uncle Phil? Oh yeah, I oh, was that him. I believe I made a funny. <laughs> yeah, and um, then there was some. There's some great videos on YouTube. Um, oh, man, I wish I could remember his name. It seems really insulting because he sadly died yeah, recently. Exactly. but um, the yeah the guy He's who called played Uncle Phil. Yeah, one knows him the, as. yeah, the guy who played Uncle Phil played Shredder as well, That's and brilliant. there's some great mashups yeah, where I where people that. have taken lines from The Fresh Prince of Bel Air and they've inserted out. into the Total tell- Cartoon, <laughs> and he's basically the same voice. So he's like, "Totals, I'm gonna cut you into soft, fluffy marshmallows." <laughs> It's, it's fucking cool, man. <laughs> they were lazy on that cartoon, though. Do you remember they'd always get the, the voices wrong for what character was talking? So it'd be like Donatello would be chatting, but it would be Leonardo that was doing the talking. It's like, oh, just watch the program and you edit it. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's a great show. Loved it. How and it was, how the was video games are fucking yes, great. Turtles in as well, as well, Time is one Tales of the best time. games ever. It truly is. Such and actually, game. we missed a session of our uh, RPG session mm-hmm. recently where, where i wasn't able to dm because i was taking my wife to the hospital mm. but i managed to get back um for for the last couple of hours and we had a sort of a video game session nice. playing instead and we played turtles in time oh boy and it was fucking wicked bro such a good game and i played it at london anime and gaming convention recently i don't know why i wait till those times so i can play because i can play it any time it years ago i first played that when i was in america on an arcade machine Yeah, he's a corker, man. Absolute corker. Absolutely loved it. Thank you very much, Matt. That was a very nostalgic question. (laughs) I like crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Next question's coming from the jolliest GM there is, Mr. JC Locke. He's here. And he asks, what were some of the other names you could have used before you settled on Tabletop Twats? Um, I don't think it was, mate. I think it was literally the first one that came into our head. No, the first one that we we suggested was Dice Lads, but we sort of said it um, ironically. Yeah. And then it was Tabletop Twats was the first one. And the reason that we settled on that almost immediately was because um, we felt like it summarised the show. Basically, it, it tells you what the show is about and that it has... A couple of idiots running it. Yeah, and no censorship. And yeah, no censorship doesn't take itself too seriously. And we didn't yeah, we didn't um realise that how bad the word is in America, but Whatever. Yeah. We've not had any complaints. But, you know, the, we did have a couple of people sort of say at the beginning when we sort of posted this show on Reddit. And I would stuff, listen to that because of the title. And that we're like, Well name. that that sort of makes sense and that's sort of what we wanted because yeah. um ideally people people that um are turned off by the name will most probably be turned off by the content. That's and true. And if we had a name that was family friendly and people then listen to the show and go, Oh my god, there's so much vulgarity, there's so much stupid pure humour yeah. and then we'll be like, Well, you know, at least this name, the warns. Dice Gentleman. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you hear aircraft, it's and just like, yeah, Whoa. It's like, Hang on, these aren't gentlemen at all. They're assholes. Um, no, yeah. So yeah, exactly. So you know, you you know what you get with us from the from the off go yep. and from the off go the from the go, off go, mate. From the off go, from the off, off go, you know what you to get. From off. the on off, you know what you get. Um, so I think yeah. I think yeah, it, it, as soon as we thought of it, it was like it was perfect. It's not yeah. like it's the best name on the planet, but uh, no. it's, it, I think it's it but suits we don't, it. We don't profess to be experts. Uh, at names, which, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is my my son is called Boo Boo Chaboo Boo. Everyone knows that. I, I forgot. I forgot to give him a good name. <laughs> um, we've got a new listener. Hello, hello, new listener. He's got oh. one of the coolest names ever. Go, Conrad Erasmus Newbert. He's um he sounds like a space traveling um adventurer. He does, doesn't he? A space dandy. Yeah, he does sound, sound like a space dandy. So, Mr. Conrad Space Dandy says hi. So I've now listened to all the Tabletop Twats episodes. You poor man. Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, Great show beginning to end. Seriously awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, man. I do have a question for your next podcast. I suspect it has been asked before and you did not publish it on the podcast because it seems a bit obvious. Um, And it is. What does Chicken McBosh mean? Is it something a native English speaker would understand? Google basically only gave me this and then he's um, he shared a link to something. It's a textbook on the letters and life of Herbert Spencer. And indeed, there are chicken and a Scottish Dr. Bosch mentioned. <laughs> but neither are located in a context that I thought to be inspir- inspiring for a podcast tagline. Just to let you know, mate, um, we will never, ever reveal what that means. Yeah. Uh, and then he finishes with, also, are there taboos for you when gaming with teens uh, other than the ones you might have when gaming with adults greetings we don't actually ever game with teens no um, I, I sometimes game at them like aggressively in the <sighs> street I'll just go up to them and be like you stand in a cave what do you do and they'll be like ah! then I go I knife you bruv uh, and then I'll be like, S- oh, S- try it, mate. Wife. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Um, but often uh, when we're playing at my mate James's house, his um, daughter is in the room for yeah. the first few hours because she, you know she's still up. <laughs> and it's really hard to not to swear. To, yeah, basically. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, when you don't got kids for you uh, for yourself. Uh, you, can, you know you're a big boy you can use whatever language you like um, yeah and it's don't, easy don't tell to, me what to do yeah exactly and it's easy to forget when there's um, delicate ears around yeah funny. but um, no, the thing is uh, we often make mistakes but very fortunately she's a very mature person who understands that that language is for adults yes but we still apologise every time every we make time. a mistake yeah, or try and, to style it out by saying I said fudge yeah or whatever um, this vampire comes up to you and he says fudge you and he fudges you right in the arms <laughs> In the arms, <laughs> um, yeah, and he calls you an arms hole. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess Creative as soon as sexuality. as soon as she goes to bed, it sort of gets it goes Gloves back are to off, normal, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, we haven't played for teens. Um, probably a good thing. Uh, so yeah, welcome to the mayhem, Conrad Erasmus Newbert It's very good to have a new it's listener. It's very nice to have a new listener. And greetings back to you, mate. Keep them coming in. We really appreciate it. We appreciate the questions. We have one more do we we have one more from Zovia RPG Maps yes so uh, hang on is this a Zovia RPG Maps creator of the finest maps known to man the very same Um, because I went to an art gallery in Monaco recently Yeah. Oh yeah. and guess what was hanging there not a Zovia RPG Map no oh, but okay. they should have been they should what have I'm been is, yeah exactly next year next year that's our campaign hashtag Zovia Monaco yeah Zovia Monaco we're going to start trending yep I don't know on. what it means. I don't even know either. That's what the cool kids say. Right. Um, and Zovia asks, in a teen game, does puberty give a character higher or lower charisma scores and why? <laughs> good question. That's a good question <laughs> because I think it depends on how badly it affects you. Because oh, I yeah, remember I suppose, yeah. at school, right, if you were one of the kids that had a deep voice but no spots, mm-hmm. you would king shit a oh fuck gosh, mountain. Yeah, because you were the one that could go and order the beers Yes, yes, exactly. And you could get the beers from the off-licence. So your charisma was through the roof. Cuz I remember, I remember what um I used to do because I was slightly older than my mates mm-hmm. cuz I had a deep voice, but I didn't I had quite a good skin. Ah. So I would go into the shop, right? I'd have my phone mm-hmm. and I'd put it to my ear and I'd go, "Yeah, I'll be out in a minute, but just stay in the car with the kids." <laughs> and then, and then I'd just <laughs> And I'd Let be just pick up my li- liquid lunch. Yeah, oh. and I'd be um I'd be wearing um James's dad's suit. <laughs> and he was obviously he's quite uh, he's much bigger gentleman than me like I'm not just talking about there's <laughs> a kid in oversized suit yeah and he's he's, he's much taller than me obviously because <laughs> oh he was an adult right so the, the sleeves are right right down <laughs> Yeah, you know but I'd be like I'd just stay in the car with the kids and then <laughs> I'd finish this deal and then i put the beer on the counter but it was my charisma that did it oh, yeah. i got served i mean i probably only did this like twice yeah no. but it's, i got the beer there you go mate. well to be fair i was like 14 year old pretending to a bit like that actually i had like a fake leather jacket that god knows where it came from and it had like shoulder pads in it so it actually made you look a lot broader than you actually were and because i was graced with like bum fluff for uh, about 13 i had a bit of bum fluff and obviously a fake leather broad jacket so I was, uh, you know leather jacket kind of thing so i used to go in there like Alright, mate. <laughs> there was this one place that was like, mate, you could have been literally a kid and they still would have served you. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. was the kind of guy that goes, you know, yeah, and, uh, 20 Benson's, please. And I was like, do you want them Benson's or you want the Benson's I've got under the counter? Like mm. that kind of shop. Um, But yeah, the leather jacket helped out. So, um, so yeah, so I reckon. Charisma Scout. But then, the chart. Let's say, for instance, you get a bad, the bad puberty, and you've got you've got mad acne. Mad acne. I had bad acne. No, actually, it wasn't acne. It was spots. But yeah, my, my, I had an eruption just before the old uh, school leavers photo, which is always nice. Oh shit house. Yeah, I know. So I reckon, and maybe then that might give you a minus to charisma. Mm-hmm. But also, you might get a uh, you know minus to charisma if you're one of those teens that's a moody, angsty, little angst fucker. Yeah. So no I think, charisma because I have got no friends. <laughs> I think puberty is a spectrum. Is Do what I'm trying what? to say. Yeah, make it's what you will of puberty, man. It's it's, it's, a, it's an unpredictable beast. That's for sure. I think that if if in 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 case it would be like if we talk if we were talking about Savage Worlds or something like that. It'd be a list of edges and hindrances to do with it. It yeah, wouldn't. It wouldn't might. be. It if wouldn't you, be just one. You'd have a random table, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember the skating uh, clothing brand that used to be called Puberty? And it was like the developing company, and it used to make like skaters' jeans. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, no, real bad. I used uh, to be an inline aggressive skater back in the day. You say you were an aggressive skater? What, you were just sort of angry. Uh, yeah, I could never <laughs> grind anything. I am just, was just a, a really aggressive a lot. skater. <laughs> yeah
1: oh god he's here great. comes the aggressive skater he's such
0: an aggressive skater <laughs> fuck <laughs> you just like you just skate through the half pipe screaming <laughs> there's like a like a man shaped hole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the, old, the aggressive oh god skater. it's the aggressive Get skater <laughs> he's gone thank god Get take a note of that that oh, can be a character stop. yeah the aggressive skater I like that um, and that is all the electro letters we have this week well so, fuck me that was a good really good good yes. load of questions thanks so much and thanks for those we asked and we received yeah you you the you the, you the guys you all the guys and gals well done uh for getting in touch we appreciate the questions we always do yeah. um uh, we, we appreciate you and everything and you all do. that you do <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> That's me so bad. Kill me. kill me. Um now. so well done. Thank you for getting in touch and please keep them coming in. Uh and keep them coming in throughout the week if you fancy. We would always like to keep in touch with you. Nick, I've just got one last question for you. Uh how do you like to masturbate? I like crushing it. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. 내가 웬임 캐릭하고 내가 러시아 애들 패고 있지 않을 땐 So um, let's say let's say for instance you've listened to the show and you think uh, that you want to get in contact with us. You think who we? Who we? Those guys. Those guys know what they're they're talking about. I want to flick them a letter. Flick them a letter. (laughs) Flick them a bean. Then uh, how would you do that, mate? How would what is what's our email address? Well, if your preference was email, you'd send a. Well, email. what is it? Well, first of all, what's an email? No, that no, no. doesn't matter. Well, if you did want to send an email to us, you would do so by sending it to table at <laughs> tabletoptwats at gmail Twitter is uh, at uh, tabletoptwats. Yes. Facebook is uh, facebook.com forward slash tabletop tea. And I think this is this is time that we retired the Tumblr. So mm. this is the last time we're ever going to mention it. So if you want to have one last look at that Tumblr, it's got one gif on there. It's a dark, dark place. It's, it sucks. We hate it. Yeah. We've never figured out how Tumblr works and we're uh, never fucking using I think it again. we've had one notification on there, so it's a load of shit. So we're getting rid of Tumblr from yeah. now on. See you later. Um, but most importantly if you would like to support the show yes please have a look at our Patreon which now belongs to us finally we finally got it back and we have been giving bonuses away we have so go to patreon.com forward slash tabletop twats is yep. it that's it mate yep well we'll put a link in the description anyway yep. but on there you will find there are two bonus podcasts mm-hmm. on there we also did a uh, one of those was a live stream that we did on our discord where you could come in and chat to us yep. and we answered your questions live and it was really it was so much fun my head fell off um, and not only that we, I, I just did a uh, new patreon podcast where i showed you an album i made when i was a teenager yes yes and it's like with a director's cut type yep type thing with commentary with, with commentary yeah. it is the worst album ever made by man and it fact. is fact as <laughs> scientific fact and it is quite funny actually yeah, so, that's one of the best lines i've ever heard though what was it i'll smack your face like a bum <laughs> yep incredible that was <laughs> that was one of the lines uh, from one of the songs mm-hmm. so i would highly recommend that you um you know sling us a buck if you can if you can't do not worry and um, but there is some extra content on there for you sure. if you do yep so uh yeah and with that that just leaves one thing to be said because we always give you a thought of the week you know something to ponder on some mind food to munch into to mull over while while the week goes through I'm and then- you're waiting for the next episode you know you've got you've got to have something you know to keep a you topic going topic of convo with your friends yeah so uh this week is going to be no exception so the thought of the week are carpets just two pays for the floor? Hmm. And with that, that leaves just one thing to be said. Um, one thing that binds us all, one thing that lets us know that we are, in fact, just one person, that we are just a hive mind of bees. We're just like human bees, all one acting as one. Energy source working like a battery to keep this earth alive this dirty circle that we all travel on through the stars and one day we will reach our destination because we all in our hearts know this one piece of information that connects us and that piece of information is thus chicken (laughs) mukbosh What's this one, onion uh, knife. Onion uh, knife. Get yeah. Chicken, bone, Right, will see you later, you bitch. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm back. I just, yeah, just took a little break there. Oh, look who it is. <gasps> sorry. Um. Yeah. So, um, uh, how did it go, guys? Hey. Oh. So you want to know how the fight goes? Now it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I was just. I was just. Wait. Who's this guy? You left my sorry ass for grass run away, and I had to be saved by Sir Onion Knight over there. Hi, nice to meet you. You're the coward that left your friend for dead. The very same. Uh, n- not quite. Uh, I think what you're, you're misunderstanding. Basically, what I was doing was I was over there looking for a, sh- a sharp stick, and then I was going to come back and kill the mm-hmm, Bonicon. Mm-hmm. Right. Seems like a likely story, and yet I fought off... This uh, beast using only a bag of onions, mm-hmm. and you're saying that you couldn't. Mister mm. uh, Onion Knight is not from this world. Um. Well, no, I'm not. And but but I was gonna ki- I was gonna kill it. Yep, yeah, yeah, sure. I would. No, I was. I could see the I could see the ferocity in your eyes. You you meant business as soon as you could find somewhere to hide. I mean, a weapon. So you're a bit of a poofster, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! That, that's that <laughs> that's that's sexist and and rude and and i won't have that and oh. and 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 you can just piss off and don't don't hold that bag of onions up to me i just thought of the bonacon using these and i would suggest you back down sir or i will smash you over the head mm-hmm. listen i don't have time for this uh, you, you leave me alone well actually you do have quite a lot of time you're not doing anything else are you Pussy fat? <laughs> Good one, Onion Knight. Shut up. Right, I'm, I'm walking. Shut up. Oh, don't be sad. Leave me alone. Come back. Look, look, no, come no, shut back. Shut up. Come back to Nige. Shut come up. on, Onion Knight didn't mean it. He's just a bit pumped up from the fight. I did mean it. No, I know. Sh- Onion Knight. Sh- so, where are you guys headed? Um. Ah, well, I'm hoping you could help me. We're actually looking for the necromancers. Yeah, we've been we've been searching for like fucking months, man, or oh, whatever. I we can't party with the mushroom guys though. It was great. We party with the mushroom guys. We got smoked on by the woodland weedman. We fought the bonacon. We've been in these woods for ages, man. I, I, I don't know. We, we're looking for the necromancers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have any idea how long, how much longer we we got to walk? Um, uh, they should just be up, up uh, on that ridge over right there. Really? Yeah, they, they they they're in the tavern by the mountain. But the the. The mountain tavern just up the way? should be only a ten minute walk. I knew it. See, Harrison, you didn't believe me. Oh, ye of little hope and all this. And I got you to where we needed to go. See, good old Nigel comes up trumps again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, come on. Who the best peace lock. Um... Nigel, there too. Okay, fine, fine. All right. <laughs> I'm in a very good mood. Thank you, I'm good, Nigel. I'm gonna come with you it seems that you guys could do with the protection i I, I don't want you to get mauled by any shit couldn't agree more <sighs> onion Knight joins the party. a minute i thought the necromancers were like some sort of um ancient order of, of spellcasters. this is a this this is called the fat goose mm. this is a pub mm-hmm. quite but isn't this isn't this like a pub i mean, I mean what i'm trying to is say it? yeah yes so, what was this? I mean, I can hear some sort of raucous music coming from within. I mean, I'm just what I'm trying to say is, like, an ancient order of, of wizards that can do spells and magic that will send me back to my dimension. Would they usually operate out of a pub playing raucous music at the base of a mountain? Um, do you know what I mean? It just doesn't seem conventional. Well, I think you're wrong about what the necromancers are. Here, have a look at this. Uh, a poster. Yes. The Necromancers. Live, live, live. Tonight. For one night only. Plus special guests, the fuckheads. What the fuck? The Necromancers are a band. Do you have bands where you're from, Harrison? Yeah, we've got... music collectives? Yes, we've got bands. I'm just saying that... So... You... Nigel, you knew this all along? Of you course. I'm a big fan of the necromancers. How did this never come up before? You didn't ask. You just you just took your assumptions and toddled off into the woods and I followed you. You never actually said, Nigel, are the necromancers a band or a bunch of old wizards? If you had asked, I would have said they're a band, of course. At least we've got to listen to some good music on the way. I, I for one can't wait they're, 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 they're pretty they're pretty dope that they are pretty sick oh my this they do they but they do they do magic you'll have to wait and see I, uh, in the way isn't music a kind of magic Good point no oh don't be such a worry war this is ridiculous now now come on I'm your knight, grab his other arm, let's pull him in. Look, I'll pay for your ticket. Come on, let's go in. Greetings, Cuntington. We are the Necromancers, and this. <coughs> Shut up, Rachel. Sorry. And this is. Mitzak Magic. See, I told you. The necromancers rock the fucking place apart. He's, he, he, he's not wrong though. Excuse my is. French, I've had a grimble. <laughs> I've had a few as well. <laughs> I feel a, a, a little tipsy, I've got to be honest with you. Come on, Harrison, loosen up. Oh, fuck it. All right, yeah, I've got to be honest with you. This it is. This is pretty fucking rocking. I told you so. Yeah, all right, all right. I'm going in the mosh pit. Whey! Whey!